Rick Stevens here for Oceans Behavioral Hospital. October is National Substance Abuse Prevention Month. Kim has more. Substance abuse affects millions in the United States, yet more than 93% go without treatment. Substance abuse doesn't discriminate based on age, gender, race, or economics, but neither does recovery. The road to wellness is possible at any stage, and we believe everyone deserves support, compassion, and treatment. For more information, visit oceanstupelo.com. Welcome to Spaced Out Radio tonight. It's Ghost of the Great White North on the radio side of the podcast side. Good to have you here. We're waiting for Bill WD-40 to come on in and lube us up for tonight's show. Release the burl, people, because this is about to get wild. All right, moving on here in our roll call. Who else we got? Nina Williams and Luscious Jewels again. Uh, Marty Burback, nice to see you. Hi, Mary R. And even Merle's Merling himself. Look at that. Third person Merling works here, by the way. Non-human, how you doing, buddy? Nice to see you, Digger Dog. Canada Chef Chris, Lawson Stout, welcome to SOR Chat. It's not Para Northwest. This is Merle Night. Merle. All right, SG Nav Spotter, good to see you. Hey, buddies, do me a favor. Throw your horns up. Let's rock. mountains of central british columbia to you listening around the world this my friends is spaced out radio i am your host dave scott sitting in the captain's chair of sor headquarters we welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around north america digitally on odyssey radio talk stream live and kpnl all of our archives are free join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio do old davy the favor hit that subscribe button you can follow us on twitter at spaced out radio instagram at spaced out radio show and on patreon by joining the sor space travelers club our website spacedoutradio.com we have a plethora of features for you Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the news, wire, check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. A power show of Merling tonight as Ghost of the Great White North gets ready for the snow to fall, the ghosts to go to sleep, and the aliens to fly tonight. We are going to have a great night with them. Then in hour number three, Steve Stockton brings in another spooky story from... Among the Missing. Right after that, Courtney Marcusani will have the UFO report. Yes, it is that time of the month where we say hello to our main man, Merle. Yes, Merle from the Paranormal Road Trippers, based out of Vancouver, British Columbia, is a guy who likes to investigate anywhere along the west coast of North America. There is no ghost too big, too small, too fat, or too dead for him to not investigate. But tonight we're going to have a little bit of a different turn because Merle's good friends from the Paranorthwest out of Spokane, Washington, they've been on the show a couple of times before. But we're going to get into the high strangeness of what is going on in their areas. Yes, Wendigos, aliens, UFOs. We are in for a good one tonight. Merle, 
It's always good to have you back on Spaced Out Radio, my man. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Dave. Looking forward to this show. Most importantly, how are you doing? Ooh, I can point with my new webcam and you can see it. Sweet. <clears throat> yes, because a camera is really important on the radio. Agreed. Agreed. You know. Most so- importantly, how's the Paranormal West doing? We're doing great. Yeah. How are you guys? You know what? Excited to be here. You know what? We're glad that you're back. The one thing I love about you two ladies is the energy that you bring. You bring a lot of passion, a lot of understanding to these stories. And and I know you have First Nations roots in both of you and that mm-hmm. and that it is something that is very close to you you is the is the local legends and lore around Spokane. And you know, between British Columbia and that northern part of Washington where you guys are, I mean, we have a lot of similarities between our areas. There's Sasquatch, there's a lot of dogman sightings, UFO sightings, there's a lot of ghosts because of the history of the Gold Rush Trail and the surrounding uh, mining areas that that built off of that. I mean, it's absolutely incredible to to see how similar our areas are. Uh, we both take First Nations legends and lore and stories very seriously, which I think, uh, in my opinion, if science in, that is looking into this paid more attention to what First Nations legends were saying, I think we'd be a hell of a lot closer to a lot of answers with the technology we have. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you guys for having us back on here. This is our favorite to do. Um, But yeah, it totally does. I think so, too. Yeah. They would just maybe listen to us. (laughs) (laughs) They would probably have a little bit more insight as to what's going on around them. I I would agree. And and tonight we're bringing you on because the last couple times we brought you on, we were not talking anything to do with ghosts. I mean, anything to do with UFOs or anything mm-hmm. strange. It was more about the hauntings and the history around the, the beautiful little city of Spokane, Washington, you know, and tucked right into the mountains there of eastern Washington State and Idaho, where you could go get yourself some, some good high-quality potatoes there. But let's yeah. le- let's learn about the UFO side here. I mean, how much... How much do you guys go by what you know about UFOs and your investigations? I feel like Shayla's more of the research uh, person of this. I am doing a little bit more research on it. Um, but I feel like I am the more out of both of, out of both of us. Sorry about that. I am the more experiencer. She's experienced it as well, but I feel like... Um, when I do the GANS field, which is the sensory deprivation technique that I use, um, how I communicate with the, um, the ETs and the aliens, that's kind of like where I'm at. But I feel like she knows a little bit more than I do. I'm, I'm trying to kind of study up. Um, so I guess that's where we lay with that. Well, let's start off with Shayla here. Shayla, uh, you, lo- you love everything to do with the paranormal and supernatural here. So what made you or what happened with your first UFO sighting? Why do you believe? Well, I'll tell you. So it started out um, kind of with our grandmother, as many of these things do. <laughs> um, she was a medicine woman, and so she was very connected to all of these things that we talk about. She's the one who told us the stories and all of that. Mm -hmm. And she would tell us that 
these ETs would come into her house at night and mess with her television. And so I remember going over there and she was telling us the story. And I was like, looking at Cheyenne, like, there's no way, like she's no way. And my first experience, it wasn't my first UFO sighting, but I truly believe this was my first alien experience was later that night. I come home from her house and I was asleep in the middle of the night and she had specifically told me that they would come in and turn on her TV in the middle of the night. <laughs> and that night it happened to me after I left her house and I was like, what? Middle of the night, the TV turns on at full volume and I honestly thought someone was in the house, like somebody broke in. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was so scared to go downstairs because I was like, there's somebody in my living room. And it was the weirdest thing. As soon as I came down, it's like a static elect- electricity feeling. Hmm. It's it's a really, it's a different fre- than spirits. It's a high frequency. You can feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was like my first like real encounter to where I was like, okay, something's going on. This isn't, you know, a bunch of baloney. This is like really happening. And so that's when we kind of started doing research into it. And then we got into doing the CE5, and that is when we both had our first sighting of, like, a craft. What did it it mean to you to have that sighting? Um, I was so scared. Honestly, I was so scared. I was like, is this really happening? I mean... It was just bizarre. It was just this really bright light on the horizon in the middle of one of the darkest fields I've ever been in. Just sitting there in the middle of nowhere on like a hot summer's day. And we could hear things in the bushes and like these clicking sounds. And it was just really odd. And the light was like pulsating. Like it would go on and off, you know. So we tried to, of course, being paranormal investigators... You have to debunk it first. Just try and, like, logically put out all these things that could be it, you know. And there was no trains nearby. I mean, you would be able to hear it if it was that close. Nothing was happening. So, I mean, that we were doing the CE5 during that time, too. So, it, it all aligned up with the ETs. It, it's quite a change in energy, isn't it? Oh, 100%. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love, I love, see, Merle doesn't really understand this. He's, he's starting to learn. Okay. Merlicious okay. is starting to learn. Okay. Malicious. Merlicious. Okay. And what I mean by that is ghosts are very heavy. Spirits are very heavy. They draw off your energy. And, and everybody I talk to, Merle included, you know, when, when you're done a paranormal investigation, your shoulders feel heavy, you feel tired, you feel lethargic, you, you feel the next, sometimes the next day, I don't know how you feel, I feel completely hungover um, that I've just put all of this into the night previous. Whereas with the extraterrestrials and the UFOs, it's like being in the, in downtown Las Vegas at the greatest street party that's ever happened. The energy is just like, woo, let's go, you know, let's make this happen and, and everything. Did you notice that too, Shayla? Yeah, it is. 
I don't know if it's because it's one of my biggest like fears or it used to be, but yeah, the energy's totally different feeling. Yeah. How about, I can't I can't put it into words. How about you, Cheyenne? One hundred percent you feel the see the sinking feeling in your gut kind of a feeling for me. That's how I experience it. Um and you can just feel it like the air around you is just charged differently. See, Dave, I I guess for for me, it was the summer of aliens because uh, we were poking around the aliens up in your neck of the woods, Dave, and then I I uh, scurried down to Spokane and and did the alien thing down there, and I, I can't process the feeling because I, I I understand what you guys are saying and 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 how it makes you feel. Like David, we had that that issue in the woods. What issue? I, what issue? You know, just you know, um, I, I I couldn't process it because I, I I'm you're right. I'm used to the ghosts. I'm used to the heaviness. I'm used to the stress and the drama of ghosts. And then in Spokane, when 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 we did the CE five, actually no, stop. The night before, when we were investigating their house. Cheyenne, you had actually no, or was it Shayla? When we were in your basement, and you're like, "Oh man, they're 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 coming in." They're and you were referring to aliens. When it was when Cheyenne and I were sitting on the floor by the uh, by that yeah. bed thing, bed frame. Yeah, yeah. Was that when I was under for the uh... Estes. Estes? Is that Estes? what? It, yeah, I was doing the Estes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a. Uh, yeah, that was weird. I, I I don't know if it's because we like test the limits with a lot of this equipment mm-hmm. and do these different experiments, but I we're finding like even when we go out to hunt for ghosts, like the aliens just show up. Yeah. I, I don't know. And like watching you guys or, or Cheyenne do the CE five, I was like right into it when when you were doing it and and the. I guess in hindsight, I did experience kind of feeling watched from the woods from when we were out at that location mm-hmm. and kind of like just a whole weird vibe of we're 100% not alone, but I couldn't pinpoint what it is because in my head, I'm like, well, it's not a ghost. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and for me, I'm like alien, uh, but of course, that's what we're going for because I'm a skeptic guy with the aliens. And you know what? We experienced aliens. Merle, I, for for our, you it. for you on our uh, on our YouTube side, could you give us the the skeptic pose? You know, because I mean, we all gotta. Is it this one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's a skeptic pose. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. So for our, ra- our radio side, the skeptic pose of the paranormal. Every team allegedly has to have a skeptic a researcher and and if you go on every one of their websites they're all posed the same standing there looking off into the distance with a serious look on their face and their arms crossed it's the same pose for every website it's it's hilarious i think i have resting serious face and i'm i'm trying to shake that no we like skeptic <laughs> okay okay but the fact is okay you know merle for you you were having a hell of a hard time accepting 
the the whole UFO and alien thing. And you and I have talked privately, and I don't know whether I should mention this or not because I don't mean this to insult you or embarrass you. But but it, the, the topic freaks you out a little bit. It, it does. It does because I can't control it. Ghosts, I feel I can control and leave the environment. But with aliens, from from the amount of people we've talked. Dude, I've been doing this show with you since 2015, and the amount of people we've talked to about about aliens, extraterrestrials, and UFOs, you just can't leave them alone. Once they're on to you, man, they're they're on to you, and they 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 pop out when you're doing ghost hunts. They pop out when you're doing Sasquatch stuff. They and I, that's something that would I think bother me in a sense, but maybe it would also be really cool if I experienced that. Then I'd be one of those alien guys. So, Shayla, for you, uh, as you have developed your own CE5, how did you do it? When we did the CE5? Um, so it's the, well, I think we've kind of mentioned this to you before. It's it's the app that basically walks you through the protocols from Dr. Stephen Greer. And you basically get a group together. You go out away from everything and mm-hmm. just kind of sit in a circle and you just go through the protocols. You do the meditation, you play the tones and then you just sit and watch. And it's, I mean, we've done it and it's either been a hit or a miss. Yeah. And you have to make sure that who you're with is serious about it because if they're not serious, you know, it's not safe and appropriate for the ETs to show up. Chances are you're, it's not going to happen. We've learned that from mm-hmm. firsthand. Mm-hmm. No, and you know what? Here's the big thing about CE5. We're going to give you the Kmart version of it here. You don't need to pay for an app. You mm-hmm. don't need right. you don't need to to spend thirty five hundred dollars on visiting Stephen Greer in one of his retreats. Okay, yep. that he charges people. Here's what you do. You go outside with a bunch of like minded friends. You you clear your energy. You have a meditation. You clear everything, that you're not worried about your grocery list or that argument you had with your, your child or your spouse before, you know, or, or what kind of walls, you're, what color you're going to paint your walls you have, or the stress you have at your daytime job. Okay, What you're going to do is you are going to go out there with a clear conscious, clear mind. And then you're going to let your eyes focus because your eyes are always going to peer up to one specific area. Okay, you can look all around the sky you want, but your eyes are going to keep popping to one specific area. And then you start just saying, out of peace, love, and light, can you show us where you are? And you repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And it's it's something that you have to do and make it. And, and I'm sure you, Paranorthwest, you guys will agree with me on this. It's not a 10 minute project. It's not like, oh, after mm-hmm. after eight minutes, well, that's boring. That didn't work. You know, sometimes it takes half an hour. Sometimes it takes an hour, mm-hmm. two hours. Sometimes it doesn't happen at all. But as long as you keep an open heart, open soul, and keep the, the energy positive, they show up. Yeah. yeah. I'll be honest. When, when we were doing that, I, I did not admit this when- when I was there, um, I was really apprehensive because I had the big what if in my head. 
like what if i guess that's why we're there is for the what if but again it comes down to that control thing what if these guys come down and they come in front of us or we actually make contact what happens then <laughs> well so, i mean that's why if you're putting out the proper intentions merle mm-hmm. that's why you have control of it Okay, like it, like a lot of people will, and I see it all the time in our chat room, where people will be like, I don't care what it is, good or bad, I just need to have an experience for me to tell me whether or not it's real. Well, if you want to get anal probed, and I and yeah, I'll say that, everybody laughs when you say that, but if you want bad stuff to happen to you, okay, you, you open the door to everything. But if you are concentrating on <clears throat> excuse me on trying to contact the good guys take some time and they're not going to bring their ship right over top of your head over like 10 feet over your head they're going to give you what they feel you can handle that makes sense and that's mm-hmm. why you want the good guys you don't want to be calling in just an- anybody because if you get uh you know Roderick the Red Petillion you know who uh, who has a a salty taste for human flesh. Call in anybody, you could get him. Right? You don't want that. You don't want that. I thought it was a really cool experience. Like I had hundred percent trust in in them to like do this whole thing, and I do it again. Why are we doing it again, guys? Anytime you want. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But what really, like, during our alien encounter, our alien interactions, I was really, really intrigued when you went into the Gansfield. Gainsfield. Mm-hmm. Um, because just Cheyenne, like, for the listeners and the viewers, we did a video of me basically just doing a ride-along with the Pair Northwest, observing how they do the CE5 and then the Gansfield. And watching Cheyenne communicate to various types of aliens and seeing them in her head, like, like, like blew my mind. Cause like, it's a gift from Sunbelt Federal Credit Union, a holiday loan with no payments for 60 days. Get a great rate on a loan for the holidays, then make no payments until next year. Visit sunbeltfcu.org to apply. The holiday loan special is good through December 2023. Rates and terms may vary, and your actual rate will be based on your credit history. Interest will accrue from the time your loan is closed, and processing fees and underwriting guidelines do apply. Sunbelt Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. Imagine consuming 31 real whole fruits and vegetables every day. More nutrients from fruits and veggies can help our bodies with energy levels, strengthening our immune system, and so much more. Balance of Nature has taken 31 real fruits and veggies and powdered them into capsules, locking in maximum nutrition. Try Balance of Nature with 35% off any first preferred order, plus free shipping with promo code YES. Just go to balanceofnature.com and enter promo code YES to get 35% off. Give your body the natural boost it needs with Balance of Nature. Go to balanceofnature.com, promo code YES for 35% off. I believe everything they say because they're very trustworthy and like super respectable investigators. And, and it was just super intriguing. That's something I think when I was there, I'm like, I need to do this next time and see if I can have that communication. Or as Dave says, like the high strainness, strangeness interactions with, with these extraterrestrials, I would, I would do it. 
Yeah, it's Cheyenne. It only took her maybe once or twice to like start practicing that. And you know what's funny? I don't even think that that experiment is supposed to be used for that reason. No. Um, it's all it's supposed to be doing is just connecting you to whatever wants to come and talk. We've never had anything other than aliens. Yeah. So it's very hard. Like now that I'm doing it. Um, the first time that the paranormal road trippers came, um, we investigated the house, um, and we tried to do the Gansfield up in the attic. I had a really hard time, um, keeping the aliens away or like keeping them at bay, but yeah, come through. Yep. Dave, you'd love it. You'd love to. You would. You I want to go right at home. <laughs> I, I, I want to go. I mean, I, I I'm always up for trying to contact. I'm always up for trying to see what is going on. I mean, I've had enough close encounters uh, over the years to to you know press my luck a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have to. I have to build up my courage. I do. I want to see that landing on the ground. I've now had two landings on the ground. And I haven't walked up to either of them. And I'm getting a little pissed off about this because I want to do it. I totally want to do it. And if you don't want to do it, well, then you're you're a lot safer and saner than I am. That's for sure. (laughs) You know? Get it, Dave. I'm going to get you guys to hold on right there. We are going to go to break here at the uh, bottom of the hour. From Paranorthwest, we have Shayla and Cheyenne, and of course, from the Paranormal Road Chirpers, my main man, Merle, who comes in each and every month to talk about all things paranormal, supernatural, and around the board. And when we return on Spaced Out Radio, more UFO talk, more alien contact. What have these ladies seen? What are they hoping to see? How often does Shayla brush her teeth? Because they're really white on camera. We'll be back with those hard answers when we return on Spaced Out Radio. All right, we're clear. Uh, All right. uh, Joe has a message for you, Merle. Uh, Even though he's watching on his phone, he he swears the lady picture above you, her head keeps turning. Which one, Lady A or Lady B? Middle? Uh, the Middle one, one closest. If you look on your camera, the one uh, that would be over your left-hand shoulder, not the one your hat is touching, the one beside it. I bought her in Spokane. Yeah. I was going to Yeah. He said, nope. he, he, said he, he swears he's seen the head move several times during the show already. You know, it's funny, Joe, is um, when I'm laying on my couch watching my stories, you know, Sometimes I, I, that photo creeps me out because her eyes look like they change or she looks like she's not dead. (laughs) And, um, that was, see, it was the one in the middle that worried me before, but there's a couple people that have said that that, you know, that one right there. Yeah. Is, um, the one that creeps people out. Interesting. Yeah. So, that's you got cool. a collect. I do. Going on, yeah, we love that. And I have three other ones. They're just on my wall. You can't see. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird place, eh? People come into my into my house and they're like, 
What are you doing? <laughs> Welcome to my Victorian lair. Yes. Yeah. Destination dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Grantavius throwing up a Merle right there. Yeah. Have a good Merle. You know, he only does it when his mustache is at peak performance. I could see that. Driftwood, how you doing? I'm going to adjust my uh, my camera, Dave. Of course you are. He's Loving a, the beer. You like that? Yeah, I think it looks really good. You know what's really cool? Besides the beard, check out my toque. Right there. Oh, yes. Pixie Lara, Pixie Lara in our chat room knitted this for me. And gave it to us at our Vegas party. And I have no idea where she found this awesome patch. But it's like total Pacific Coast colors. And so I'm thinking she was playing on that. And I just love this toque. It is so warm and so comfortable. And I took it out in the forest with me the other day. And and I actually had to take it off because I started sweating. It was so, so amazing. Hello, Lemon Squeezy. Hello, the gorgeous and talented Kira. Yes. Pixie Lara, I'm going to keep bragging about this, so you might as well get used to it. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah, it does. It's amazing. It's amazing. You need that there in the north. Oh, Merle got his camera set up properly now. Uh, Dude, it's brand new. I can't... this was a rush. I'd like to be rushed. Um, no, Android. I do not color my mustache. It's the only thing that's left that hasn't turned gray yet. Dude, you should see the grays I'm getting. This is horrible. Well, stop uh, shaving your chest then, or start shaving your chest then. What does that even have to do with anything? <laughs> They're like really bad in there. Oh, my so God. So you wear a hat all the time. Uh, yeah, I know. Combing that have you ever seen it that there. long, Dave? The hair that long? It's It's... Okay, just leave the camera. Seriously. <laughs> You're driving me nuts. Good. I'm going to throw a shoe at you. I hope it slightly stresses you out. It, 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 actually, it actually is. I'm not going to lie. It actually Good. is right now. My anxiety is uh, going through the roof right now. <laughs> Merle's the kind of guy who leaves a nose hair hanging an inch down. And then says, oh. and then says, uh-huh. what, are, what are you doing? What, what are you talking about? Right? That's what he does. <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. All right, we got about uh, 45 seconds here. He just pull it out. Oh, yeah, that's such a good feeling. Mm. You know what that's like, Shayla? I do. Or not, I've waxed a lot of noses in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's part of the job. Do you do the nose waxing thing at your job? I do. I do yeah, I, I'm I coming. Just... I'm coming. I'll, I'm coming next time. Then I want to try that. <laughs> All right, that we got hurt. we got twenty seconds. Thank you to Jenny. Thank you to Toe Tag and Louie. May ninth, May tenth through twelfth, twenty twenty four. Get your tickets now for the fan party in Las Vegas. Not Vegas, Reno. We're going to Reno. Silver Legacy Casino. You know what? I'll say it next time. I'm screwing it up. Here we go. 
Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott, and we are here to broadcast the woo to you. want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, you can check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon at the SOR Space Travelers Club. We continue on tonight with our main man, Merle, from the Paranormal Road Trippers out of Vancouver, British Columbia, and we are talking aliens, UFOs, and other high strangeness out of Spokane, Washington, with Shayla and Cheyenne from the Paranorthwest. Everybody, welcome back. Thanks, Dave. All right. Yeah. So, are you ladies going to be attending our Reno event for our fan party in May? Yeah, we are going to try. Yeah. I'll tell you that. We really I've been bugging them. Yeah. yeah. Would absolutely love to go. You know, much like the Grinch, I saw Merle's ego grow three times that day. <laughs> I'm ego. Okay. We we walked. So I got to tell you this story because this is actually kind of funny. Okay. At the fan party in Vegas, we were about to go into the into the VIP party that we had on the Friday night, and Merle walks up, and everybody in the casino at that point starts chanting Merle. Stop. Everybody, and no word of a lie. Don't even deny it, Merle. Don't even deny it. It happened. Walter Brown here. You can feel the excitement. Everybody is talking about Saturday night. Yep, Saturday night, the first home game of the season for your Mississippi Seawolves, and you need to show up for Red Out the Den. You can get your single game tickets now to Mississippi Seawolves games at the Coliseum box office or online at Ticketmaster.com. You gotta come out Saturday night, the very first home game for the Mississippi Seawolves. Don't miss out on your chance to be part of the excitement. The Seawolves at the Coliseum. It's a gift from Sunbelt Federal Credit Union. A holiday loan with no payments for 60 days. Get a great rate on a loan for the holidays, then make no payments until next year. Visit sunbeltfcu.org to apply. The holiday loan special is good through December 2023. Rates and terms may vary, and your actual rate will be based on your credit history. Interest will accrue from the time your loan is closed, and processing fees and underwriting guidelines do apply. Sunbelt Federal Credit Union. Federally insured by NCUA. Anything. It happened. All of our fans, all of our special guests, everybody starts chanting Merle as he walks up. And like I said, just like the Grinch who grew his heart three times, Merle's ego went. It was a beautiful thing to watch. You know, it was. And so we're going to do that again in Reno this year, May 10th through 12th. And remember, everybody is invited. If you listen to this show, 
Everybody is invited. We had fans from all over Canada, all over the United States. We had fans flying in from the United Kingdom and Australia last year to hang out with us and party with us because we have a good time. So what do you get? I'm just going to take a minute here and just explain what you get. We're having it at the Silver Legacy Casino and Resort. If you haven't looked it up online, it is amazing. Okay. And rooms right now, I believe, are around 139 bucks a night. So May 10th through 12th, book that weekend. Okay. The Friday night, you're going to get a free radio show. You're going to be able to sit in. We're going to bring in all these special guests that you hear on this show. And they are going to be there all weekend to party with you to hang out with you, to go for breakfast, go for dinner, go on a ghost hunt, go on a UFO sky watch. They're all going to be there for you, like Science Bob, Melinda Leslie. Okay, I think Michael Masters is coming. Merle is coming. Olaf Phillips, Geraldine Orozco, our entire SOR team. We're going to be building a list here very soon. Jim Goodall is going to be there. Okay, and they want to hang out with you guys. This event isn't about SOR. It's not a conference or anything. It is a party where if you want to say, hey, Jim Goodall, I love airplanes. I want to go for dinner with you and learn all about the SR-71. Jim's going to say, yeah, let's do it. Right? Let's do it. And that's what happens. That's what it's all about. It's about interacting all of these really knowledgeable people that you've heard for years on radio and talk shows and and written books. You bought their books. We're going to bring them all to you. Yeah. And we're going to have a good party night. So it is going to be amazing. May 10th through 12th, 2024. You can sign up by going to info at spacedoutradio.com. Merle's going to be there. That's all that's important. I'll even let my hair down for a night, Dave. Hmm. <laughs> Only till 10 p.m. Then it's bedtime. Merle literally <laughs> went through five Sharpies. He signed so many autographs. Five Sharpies. Well, you yeah. know how it is. I, I believe it. I do, too. I believe it. Popular guy. We've seen the guns. That's yeah, what the that's stance true. is about. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they know. So. They've seen it in person. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. All right, ladies, let's get back to you because uh, you're starting to engage in a lot of UFO and ET contact. Have you caught any aliens on or their voices or any type of weird signals through EVP? No. No, unfortunately not. I'm trying to think if we've gotten any audio. We've gotten, actually, with uh, Merle... You caught some interesting sounds when we were out in the fields. There was like weird clicking. Like these Yeah. Weird... That's oh. what made me uneasy cuz I, I I I it it didn't sound like wood cracking like you know walking through the trees. It was like clicking. Mhm. I don't know how to make the sound, but but it, it yeah, I did, and and it was re- weird. I think that's what kind of did it for me, that made me really engage in wanting to find more with with the the extraterrestrials. And and when I got home, I read about it too. And I guess clicking's a thing like that. That's mm-hmm. that's what they do. Yeah, yep. that was it. Yes, <laughs> you know, back in 
I think 2016, 2017. Or it was 2018 when Carl came back. Him and his buddies were clicking up and down my driveway, and I was out on my patio listening to their conversation. Now, Dave, is that them talking? Like, is that their communication? Yeah, it's communication. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it sounds, you know, it reminds me of the movie Signs, where you hear them. That movie terrified me. It did to me, too. It absolutely did to me, too. But I was hearing it. And, Merle, you've been to my uh, house slash studio a number of times. You know my backyard, how it kind of slopes on down. One was in the slope, and one was up my driveway near my big trees. And it was like... And they were having a conversation. It was absolutely incredible. You know? And so I did what I was supposed to do. I got a hold of our Keith Andrews, said, hey, man, what's going on here? Like, uh, dude, Carl's back, got the, and he's brought some friends with him. He's like, oh, good, can you see him? And I'm like, no. But I can hear him. Yep. Yep. And so I did what any man would do. I felt like I needed to go to the local lake to see more, that they were going to show me the mothership. So... I did what any man would do before going there. I went down to the local Tim Hortons, grabbed a, a coffee and a donut, That's or an ice calf and a donut, and went to the lake, was there for an hour, staring up at the sky, never saw anything. Go home, they're all gone. It's like, you bastards. Yeah. <laughs> like how- I, I don't understand why we can't see them, but you can hear them. That's what like baffles me. It's like a ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to keep their mystery, I guess. <laughs> I think. All the do, yet. do you think that they have the ability to to go invisible? I don't see why not. Yeah, I do. You know what I mean? I don't. I they yeah. I also want to say too. I feel like like our idea. As people of aliens is like, you know, your basic big-eyed green alien. But from what we found in doing what we do, there is so many kinds of, like, mm-hmm. races. Yeah, species. That you would never even have, could think of. Like, Cheyenne has seen some wild ones that Metallic, look like... metal-like aliens. And some of them wear clothes, and some of them... Are insects, yeah. insect like aliens, spiders. Remember yeah. when you saw the spider? Yeah, just like the ant people that you always hear about. Um, you know, like the indigenous um, people would always talk about the star people were like the ant people, like that's what they look like. It's yeah, I mean that's real. It's cr- it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. So now, uh, why do you think oh, all of these species, Cheyenne? Uh, you've all of a sudden been able to channel and pick up? That's a really good question. I think it's because they know it's safe, trusting, and appropriate for me to know these things because I've built such, um, like a, what do they call report. them? Yeah, a report for them, with them. They're like, okay, we can trust you. Um, I mean, you. we've been talking to them 
or over like a year and a half, two years. So I think that's why they feel safe and I'm not, I'm not going to judge them. You know what I mean? I would never, you know, so I think they're like, it's okay. We can show her, you know. Have you at any time, Cheyenne, uh, been afraid of the, of the, um, the beings that you've been in contact with? Have they, have they showed you anything about fear or, or what they have the ability to do? Um, I feel like the fear is instilled, I guess, just because, um, we're so sensitized to that, you know, the fear of it just in within society. Um, I try to not let that happen because, um, they're, I personally, I feel like they're not here to harm me. I've had the experience where I've almost came into contact basically with being probed. Um, but I don't feel like it was for a menacing purpose. You've been, I remember you were saying you've been, I guess, abducted before, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have been abducted. Um, I just ended up in this craft. It was almost like the um, sterilized feeling of a operating room where everything's very silver and just like, you know, sterile clean. Um, I've talked about this on the podcast, but I had like almost a white hospital gown on but it was opened in the front and I couldn't really, I couldn't move my body. Um, but the ET that I saw, uh, it's a species I've never seen before where its head was almost like the shape of like a football, but it's eyes and mouth opened like rectangularly. Um, hmm. it's yeah. Different kind of, um, different kind of a species, I guess, than what I'm normally used to. Um, but yeah, they were close. It was like basically close on whatever they were going to. The best Black Friday furniture deals are happening now at Ashley. Shop doorbusters starting at just $199.99 and featured finds starting as low as $12.99.99. Plus, take advantage of our low monthly payments with 60-month special financing on in-store purchases. Visit your local Ashley store or ashley.com to shop more Black Friday deals. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You know when you're really stressed or not feeling so great about your life or about yourself? Talking to someone who understands can really help. But who is that person? How do you find them? Where do you even start? Talkspace. Talkspace makes it easy to get the support you need. With Talkspace, you can go online, answer a few questions about your preferences, and be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. If you're depressed, stressed, struggling with a relationship, or if you want some counseling for you and your partner, or just need a little extra one-on-one support, Talkspace is here for you. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance, no problem. Now get $80 off of your first month when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Talkspace.com. Like, use this instrument. Um, 
was very much close to my body. And then thankfully I was able to awake. I was able to, like, I was, I was awoken. So I don't think it happened. Um, I have a high chance it could have happened though. And I just don't remember it. At any time, did you suffer paralysis? Well, like I said, I couldn't necessarily move, but like sleep paralysis itself. No. Um, I could only move my eyes, really. So, in t- I guess away. Yeah, that'd be terrifying. Yeah. Did it happen just the once, like, or has it happened? Just the once I've seen it happen that I can re- remember. Mm-hmm. We've been told by a tribal elder that we have been taken before. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, how this all kind of came about. And mm-hmm. we were like, what? Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Dave, have you ever been taken away? I don't recall you telling me. Eight times that I know of. Eight wow. times. And I have seen people on craft. I know it's been more because I have people who have seen me on craft where I have no recollection. That's the scary part for me. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite, uh, if there, if you could call it a favorite time, was a lot of a lot of it happens. You think you're in a dream state because they right. cover up so much. And one of the times, and I love telling this story, I was in this dream state. It was a dreary, rainy. West Coast, Seattle, Vancouver type of night. And there was these two tall, dark hotel towers with a convention center in between them. And inside that convention center was a a UFO conference. And I remember seeing a number of people that I recognize in there. Now, whether that's the dream or not, I don't know. But one of the people there was Dr. Bob McGuire, who we call Science Bob. And, oh, yes, and apparently another time I I have met up with Katy Perry on the craft. That, oh. that came out in a, in a uh, uh, oh, what the hell do you call those things? Where you go back in time and you, your mind starts with an R. Um a regression. Regression. Thank you. Yeah. I love her. Love her. Anyways. Uh, yeah, that's my celebrity crush, Katy Perry. What the hell? But um, in this time, uh, Dr. Bob McGuire was there. And and I remember being chased around by three greys. One that was running around by himself and, and the other two that were running in a pair. Hmm. And... From there, I remember waking up, and it felt like I didn't sleep a wink that night. Okay? And my body was hurting. Every muscle joint to my body was killing me. And so I hopped in the shower to try and loosen up. Nothing happened. And no scratches on my body, nothing. So I call up Science Bob that morning, and I said, How would you sleep? He goes, I was tossing and turning all night. And he goes, In fact, the wife actually thought there was a burglar in the house because she heard footsteps downstairs. Wow. And I went, wow. I said, Bob, I got taken last night. You were there. 
And he goes, oh, okay, in his scientific way. About eight hours later, he calls me back, and on his Fitbit, he checked it, and it showed him wide awake for 90 minutes. That's weird. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of the night, it showed him wide awake for 90 minutes. And that's a Katy Perry song. Wide awake. Yes, it is. <laughs> so is Aliens. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, so on my regression that I got two years ago in San Francisco from Geraldine Orozco, it actually had me on a craft with Katy Perry. That's pretty cool. Yeah. One of the lucky ones. Yeah. You know, I saw her live once, Dave, but you win. Yeah. (laughs) At least you can recall yours. That's true. So, yes, I have been on craft. I've had bad things happen. I've had good things happen. I've had strange things happen. They've never let me fly the craft, which pisses me off. What would be a bad thing? That happens, because I, I like I know with ghost stuff, a bad thing that would happen would be a growl, a scratch, being being touched negatively, um, having having an attachment or, or or whatever things like that. But when it comes to aliens, what's equivalent to that? Like I I I don't know. Would it be being harmed when you're in the craft? Would it be them? A lot of people escape? have had surgeries whether it's needles and punctures in their hands, in their arms, their legs, um, in their eyes, Uh, anal probing, which is, from all intents and purposes, apparently not a fun thing to go through. Okay. Um, There is a... um, There is a, a lot of people who have claimed to have their... Their bones broken, only to be put back together before they get back home. Like they remember their their arms being snapped or fingers being dislocated. Um, others, they don't come back, and we don't know what's happened to them. Did they become food? Did they agree to go to a different world because life wasn't very fun for them here, or maybe they're just adventurous? We don't know. Hmm. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole thing out there. You just never know. There's the possibilities are endless, literally. You know, but I mean, there are people out there. I mean, as you've talked to people, Cheyenne and and Mm -hmm. and Shayla about this, have you ever talked to anybody who's flown the craft? No, never. I've never came across anyone who's been able to do that. I've come across one, and it was a, it was a twelve year old girl. Well, she's about sixteen, seventeen now, but she was twelve wow. at the time, and she had flown the craft. And I said, "What was it like?" And she was like, "It's just you sit in there and you put your hands on these like balls, these orbs, and then you just tell the craft where to go." with your mind and it goes there. Yeah, that I makes sense. It. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm jealous of her. Jealous hey, maybe of me. one Yeah, I'll come pick you up. 
Yeah, pl- <laughs> please do. Please do. That is my goal with this show before I retire, when I'm like 90, okay, is I want to have a craft during this show land behind SOR headquarters. And I want to walk out onto that craft, look inside, much like James Earl Jones investigates the corn in Field of Dreams at the end. I want to investigate that craft. I want to look inside of it. And then I want to take a deep breath, have a little nervous giggle, and walk inside. In the meantime, the show is on commercial break, and I take off. To me, Carrie comes down that ramp and says, fireworks. And then all the fireworks come. And and Katy Perry walks out with me. And you'll be like Maverick and Goose just driving around like Top Gun 3 up there and or flying, not driving. She had that E.T. song. Oh, yeah. I forget that. With Kanye West, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what that means. So. Okay. Yeah. It was extraterrestrial, as she says. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. (laughs) You got that right. Back to you, Dave. You know what, Dave? I hope that happens for you. Thank you. What a way to... Re- got to admit, though, it'd be one hell of a way to retire from this show. It's the ultimate mic drop right there. It would be the complete mic drop. Complete mic drop. Is you go outside during a break, and there's a UFO there. And you get on board. And your audience, because you're still live, doesn't know what's going on. Where's Dave? Where did he go? Where'd he go? He, he'll know. be back. Is he okay? Because you know what would happen is after a few minutes, there would be a number of listeners, and I'll never play, uh, guaranteed uh, listeners, I will never play this prank because I don't, I hate pranks. Okay? Hate them. But you, you know within, within a few minutes of that happening and me not coming back, like I'm talking like half an hour, 40 minutes, there is going to be calls for welfare checks to the local RCMP here. I know that's going to happen. And they're going to come here. They're going to wake up my family and they're going to check the studio and see that everything is still on and live. Right. And Dave will be gone because I'm going into space. (laughs) Merle from paranormal road trippers and ghosts of the great white North continues with Paranorthwest. Cheyenne and Shayla, UFOs, aliens. We're going to get into some Windigo next on the Mighty SOR. That would be awesome. Not going to lie. Yeah. You'd be walking up that ramp like Vince McMahon. There's a WWE reference, but you'd be all like walking up there like that, thinking you're pretty cool and. You don't just walk in there and think you own the ship. And... I would be total James Earl Jones. All right. I have to, I guarantee you that craft is in my backyard. It would take me at least 10 minutes to walk up to it because I would be trying to decide whether or not that's a smart thing to do. Dude, I'm, I'm still in my Zach Baggins phase of aliens, though. I'm at the, like, come at me, bro. Show yourself. Oh. You are, Mike. Yeah. Oh, I love it. 
but then they're going to show themselves, and I'll be like, tail between my legs. Don't hit me. <laughs> yeah. We got to get you the pants. Though. How did you like Merle York City? I didn't like that one was boring, dude. I love all your other ones. I liked oh. it. I liked it. I'm going to put on my special getup um, for this next hour. Are they the goggles? Uh-oh. Oh, no. No, I'm bringing in the paranormal in bulk. Oh, my God. You know, please buy bulk. You guys. Out. She got this. She there got he is. Yesterday. She's never been more excited for anything in her life. You're going to see why. I'm pretty sure it cured a little bit of depression that I had. But I see German Shepherd ears. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's here. King's here. King. King. Yeah. I love that dog. Say hi. Good boy. There he is. Loud as can be, as always. Hi, King. You got a Costco hoodie? Yeah, it says Costco wholesale on it. I'm bringing in the paranormal in bulk. I love it. Ken Lynn, you, know, I, you can get Kirkland ones, too. I nice. can get my hands. You can also get Kentucky Fried Chicken ones. Oh, God, I don't know if I can sport that. Uh, Shayla can. Ken <laughs> Lynn, uh, yes, we've talked to Dolly a number of times about it. Hi uh, there, uh, uh, Candy Wolf. A Coke? Yeah. Yeah, grab me a Coke, please, if you don't mind. Can you grab me a Coke, please? Me too. <laughs> we got you. Don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> Did I bring you Kentucky chicken trips chips the last time I was there? No, you said they were out. All right, we'll have to bring those. What was yeah. it? The KFC chips. Oh, Where, where's their KFC chips? Everywhere down here, Lay's makes them. Really? I haven't no, seen ruffles. them. Up. I haven't yeah. seen them up here yet. Then again, I don't look. Seven special spices. No freaking way. Oh, yeah. With like a spritz of their gravy. It's like, it's a top tier Mm. chip. I love the chip battle up here, man. Love chips. Love a good chip. Good Tim Cascade chip. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a good Coca Cola. Chris. Definitely is. And it's even. Oh. It's the, the Christmas. Oh, wow. Well. I'm a Pepsi guy. Oh. I get behind Pepsi. Me too. too. Me too. Thanks for having us on here, though. Yeah. Oh, no really? problem. No problem. Yeah. I've been talking about the alien stuff we did with Dave, like, constantly. It, it, to me, it was really cool. And, and like,. I've never experienced that, and but then now we got to talk about the other stick guys and the Wendigos. Oh boy! You know I want. You you know what though? I'm just going to let you ladies know that when Merle plans a trip down there, he never invites me. Actually, last time I told you when I was going. To be fair, you told me when you told me when you were going, but there was never a hey. Do you want to come along? Hey, when Dave goes and sees Guns N' Roses in Vancouver, he doesn't call me to go for lunch. Mm. Mm. Or when he goes to the other concert, he doesn't call me for breakfast. Mm. Or when he goes fishing really quickly, he doesn't call me for a good lunch. Mm. Mm. 
Mm. <laughs> you weren't expecting that, were you? It's re- called revenge. Uh, <laughs> next time. Yep. Yep. That's how we roll around here. I enjoyed doing the... Uh, so my video is actually almost complete. I had a hiccup with my hard drive, but but the video is almost complete for our our folklore. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you're so scared in the video. That's what makes it. Oh God, it's... I was terrified. I'm not. That's our no faces lie. on camera, are not it. <laughs> All right, guys, we got one minute here. <coughs> that was a quote. Quote of the day. Thank you to Louie Times 2, Toe Tag, and Jenny for the amazing super chats. We very much appreciate love and support. If you're new here, don't forget to hit subscribe. Ring that bell. You can shop at spacedoutradio.com. We do not have ugly swag, people. It is nice. You want to wear it out because nothing's ugly on there. Okay? Not like half the paranormal teams and their logos. All right? (laughs) You'd never wear it in public. Right? Not, not not with our stuff, including our two Merle shirts that we have. Two Merle shirts. We do not have ugly swag. Don't forget, May 10th through 12th. We want to see you all in 2024 at the fan party in Reno, Nevada. Tickets are on sale now. And book your rooms at the Silver Legacy Casino and Resort. Here we go. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, talk stream live at KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Yate. Yate is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. And you can join us on Patreon by joining the Space Travelers Club. Here we go. We continue on with a good, good night of entertainment on Ghosts of the Great White North. Our main man, Merle, is here once again talking about all the weird stuff that he's been through, especially in Spokane, Washington, with the ladies from Paranorthwest, Cheyenne and Shayla, and the Wendigo. Merle, take it away. So starting with Wendigo, um, that, uh, how would you guys express what we what we saw when with that horse? Like, we'll talk about that before we go into to part two. Like, we all thought it was a horse. So, yeah, Dave, in March, um, I went to Spokane, and we were looking for a Wendigo. And um, we went to a known spot that um, Shayla and Cheyenne know about. 
and we had a flare and we had a kind of like a spotlight. And so we saw what looked to be a horse coming down the mountain, but then it kind of shape shifted into something a little narrower and it's tail horses, the tail curled up kind of like a dog, like a Husky, which horses tails don't do that. And then it kind of just disappeared down the mountain. What would you say? How would you explain it? Like what, what we saw? It was bizarre. Like the body of a horse, but it moved not like a horse, and the tail wasn't like a horse. Yeah. It was like the way its shoulders moved for me. It was very odd, and it was like skinny and like super muscular. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But even when we tracked it, its prints, they, they, they shifted from a horse hoof into more of like a almost like an oval in this in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it had toes. Right? Yeah. From hoof to toe. It was. Mm. Mm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was either. That was that was something. And that was on shape-shifting. the res. That was. And, 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 and we caught that on camera. And yeah. even Dave, like you saw the footage. You you didn't. Well, you were unsure what it was. It was it was weird to me because you know like anybody else and, and if I put my skeptical pose on for a second okay you the best Black Friday furniture deals are happening now at Ashley shop doorbusters starting at just one ninety nine ninety nine and featured finds starting as low as twelve ninety nine ninety nine plus take advantage of our low monthly payments with sixty month special financing on in store purchases. Visit your local Ashley store or ashley.com to shop more Black Friday deals. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all wish we could understand our cats' voices. And thanks to Petivity, we've come one step closer. The Petivity Smart Litter Box Monitor tracks your cat's litter box behavior and weight and alerts you when changes could require a vet visit. Your cats may not be able to tell you everything, but Pettivity helps you understand them like never before. Try Pettivity risk-free for 90 days at P-E-T-I-V-I-T-Y.com. Pettivity, proactive care for lifelong health. Your mind tries to, to always explain something familiar to it. Mm-hmm. And in the footage, and Merle, I'll get you to describe the footage if you don't mind, but the footage that I saw of it, which is, I believe, on your Facebook or on your YouTube channel, the Paranormal Road Trippers. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's a horse, yeah. but there's just something about it that keeps me from believing it's a horse. It mm-hmm. was a horse and went into something else, and and it takes a lot for me to say that because, like, I find my I'm I'm super analytical a lot, but I I, I couldn't explain it like like. I think what we saw was kind of like a once in a lifetime thing. I don't know if we, we would be able to duplicate that because we tried. We went to that area right in, in August and experienced nothing like that. The same spot. It's it was the way it moved and the way it um it kind of was going in and out of darting. These, yeah, darting in like these bushes and it was heading down towards the water. And it was like the dead of, I mean, it, it was, was cold. cold. Oh, yeah. 
It was freezing out there. Yeah. In fact, Cheyenne and I stayed in the car when Mike went out and tried to get footage of the prints. And we were hearing tapping on the on the car window. Oh god. And the, yeah, it was terrifying. I don't I don't know what that was. Okay, so what did this lead to recently? So I went we, we went back into the woods in, in in August and we were trying to find I guess what would be a shapeshifter. Yeah. Or the, the W. And um and the stick people. Um, which can you guys explain the folklore with the stick people? Because that's kind of what we were we were really looking for. Yeah, so the stick Indians, um they are tiny, tiny beings. Yeah. Creatures. Yeah, and they are not pleasant. They they're known to spit you, to slap tires. They try to lure you in. Mm-hmm. And so they can eat you. Yeah. Like feast on your body. Now, what do you mean by stick people, Cheyenne? So they're little, they call them stick people because they are little, I don't even know, spirits? I don't know what you would, there are creatures, but they live in the sticks, but um, they're real, real small, maybe a couple inches. Um, and they wear little masks. I mean, if you Google it hard enough, you can find kind of what we're talking about. Um, they look just like primitive indigenous people, yeah. but on a very miniature scale. Mm-hmm. Okay, I believe up here they call them the little people. That's Those are different. different. Oh, they're different. They're different, yeah. Dave. That's what I learned, too. Okay, so I've never heard of this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is down here. We're down in um, the Salish people's uh, territory, kind of where we're over where we're at. <clears throat> They're more known in um, like Salish tribes, um, but yeah, different than little people. Little people, you know, normally come around when you're sick or they take your things. Um, little, I mean, on a deviant scale, way less. Oh you know? yeah, they're more of just little tricksters, whereas uh, the stick people are. They will hurt you and take your stuff and take you. Yeah. So, so Dave, what we were doing in August, because um, we talked about it actually for a couple of months before I, I went back there, is a lot of people will tell the stories of, of the folklore about the cryptids and that. But we were kind of, well, let's communicate with the cryptids or try and make ourselves more open. I don't want to use the word vulnerable because we weren't being vulnerable. Um, more susceptible to speaking to these stick people and seeing if they will come out, if we can capture them, if we could hear them, if we could experience them. Um, it was really scary in some spots, man. Mm-hmm. Like watching Shayla and Cheyenne, because I, I was filming them, try to communicate with them, and they were really good yin and yang. Um, Shayla, Shayla was extremely scared a lot, which made for a good film. Um, but Cheyenne was very grounded, and and it was really cool to watch, like her thought process during our investigation. And like with well, it, it, straight up, it was it, you guys. You guys were awesome at trying to communicate, and 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 same with I was pushing the envelopes by calling them, and I 
Mm-hmm. And one of the tells with the stick people, or I guess you guys call them stick Indians, mm-hmm. is um, don't whistle at night because the whistling lures them in and attracts them. So that was one of the exper- experiments we did. I I whistled when we were walking um, without warning and um, trying to hear them whistle back or have, see if things will be like little things, maybe be thrown at us or feel things on our feet. Right. And that that's kind of what we were looking for. We were really pushing the envelope and instead of just talking the lore, experiencing the lore. Yeah. I feel like I chimed in with the whistling too. You did. Yep. Shayla was scared. Yeah. I mean, I just want people to realize too, like culturally, I know this sounds weird, but like whistling at night is such a big deal that it is really frowned upon. It's really looked down upon. So, and I have never known anyone to actually (laughs) do it. (laughs) So I was like, no, I'll let you guys do that. I'll just be here. I wanted to test the limits. But we we had respectful intent too. Like we weren't we weren't just we're just mucking around. Yeah. Um, we are really trying to document any sort of evidence that 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 we could produce or or have happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to this one spot towards the end of our night, and we're like, "Okay, Cheyenne, you're gonna go sit alone." Yeah. With the lights, with the uh, the tripwire, Dave, your favorite toy, the paranormal. I love that. Tripwire. Love that. Um. So. So Cheyenne basically she sat in a, a camping chair. Yeah. And um I put the tripwire around her and I think we put a couple other objects. Oh, there's an alarm outside. But uh, and a couple other objects around her and some of that footage was corrupt. I don't know how it happened or what happened. It just didn't work and that's the first time that's happened with that particular camera. So of course that happens. That's so Bigfoot, right? And um we tried to go again, like like reshoot it, so to speak, to see if we could get some, some stuff. But that lost footage was really good interactions and yeah. all like Cheyenne's experiences. It was, and then like we were sitting in in Cheyenne's vehicle when she was outside, so like I was getting a little uneasy. I know Shayla was getting uneasy. Just because of the whole atmosphere. Man, I wish I... If, if there's anyone out there that can uncorrupt or, or fix a corrupt video file, please reach out to me because I still have it. Yeah, that was insane. I was so a little bit bitter over us losing that because mm-hmm. I just wanted the world to see that. But I guess during that time, they didn't want anyone else to see that except for who was experiencing it. But on the flip side, thinking about it now, may, maybe maybe that was... That was our evidence of the night. Yeah. You got to weigh it out. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I love uh, video, yeah. And that video should be done this week, Dave, for you to, to see. Um, I want to, I want to know in regards to these stick people, because I'm very interested in this. How tall are they? Where do they live? So they live in, in this, this, this is what they say. Like in um, the ground kind of a deal. Yep, they live in the ground and... Like brush and different, you know, wooded areas. 
they're typically anywhere from, I think it's like three to seven inches is what they say. Typically. And have you guys ever, I think you told me a story that you guys experienced them. Yeah. So, okay. We are from, our family comes from the Plains people. So we weren't familiar with any of this. No. I, we had never even heard of this, but we work with a lot of indigenous people. And so her and I had went out. We'd taken some friends out to... Um, that same reservation. Yep. The same road that we've had incidences on. And we took them out there. We're driving. Okay, we're in two separate cars. It's a summer night. We stop to get out of... And we get out of the car... And I don't even remember why we did that. Oh, it's because the name of the road came through the spirit box. The spirit box. And then shortly after we saw that road, we were like, yep, we're going to go ahead and take it. This was our confirmation. So as soon as we step out of the vehicle, we're all standing out there just listening, talking, whatever. And we hear a distinct, and it was clear as day and it was close, whistling at us. Oh, dang. And it sounded like it was coming from, like, the, the grass. There was, like, tall grass, and it was a flat area. And The best Black Friday furniture deals are happening now at Ashley. Shop doorbusters starting at just $199.99. And featured finds starting as low as $12.99.99. Plus, take advantage of our low monthly payments with 60-month special financing on in-store purchases. Visit your local Ashley store or ashley.com to shop more Black Friday deals. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When someone we love needs help, we show up for them. Today, over half of all abortions take place with pills. It's safe, effective, and FDA approved. People get them online, from a doctor, or through the community. Some politicians are making abortion a crime, but we fight back by keeping each other safe and informed until all abortions are in our hands. For more information and to learn about legal risks, visit abortiononourownterms.org. Paid for by the Abortion on Our Own Terms campaign. And like there was just enough moonlight to see the like horizon. And so as soon as we heard it, and it was a tune, we all looked at each other and we were like, get in the car. Because we all know whistling's never a good sign, right? So we hop in the car, whatever. We're all freaked out. We, well, Cheyenne started like consulting people in the area that are from that reservation. And that's when we were told of what these beings were. Yep. And we were told that if we would have stuck around for any more amount of time, our tires would have been slashed and we would have had no way home. Yeah. And it was like a super dangerous situation that we shouldn't have even been in. Wow. And that told us about the little, um, or the, the stick Indians. And we were like, what is this? And yeah, we just had people telling us stories left and right about this is what the Salish people, um, like deal with. This is, this is the real thing. And we have had encounters with them. They're out there. Unbelievable. I have seen yeah. a stick figure, but I'm really interested in the whistling. Mm-hmm. And, I'll t- and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. Because 
this past summer when we had our major encounter while we were filming, Merle got whistled at. Mm-hmm. Like you were put into a trance and you walked right away from us, which we had a team rule. Nobody goes alone anywhere. And he walked. Yeah. And of course it had to be Merle. And he walks <laughs> right away from us. Okay. And, and all of a sudden you hear him coming back. Nope. 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 And when he got back, we were like, what was the noping about? And he's like, I got whistled at. Yeah. Oof. That is a nope. That is. <laughs> what do you think it was? Yeah. What did you feel? Oh, we got to be careful with what we talk about on this part. I'm not I don't know what it was. I just wondered that 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 would be my honest um, honest answer. Um, I heard, it, I still feel nope even thinking about it. Yeah, I can imagine. Yep. But but again, that that's uh, it's more for me. It's curiosity's killed the cat because I want to push and see what it is. Mm-hmm. Like like even like on, on your reservation and that we hear it. But then what? Like, do we run away and be like, oh, man, why do we run away? That sucks. Or do we just pull up our pants and go, let's go see what this is. Right. Right. And I think that that's really what I want to capture. Like, again, is is hear that on, on audio and. And instead of being well, what we could be tranced out. We we could have something happen to us. But I I, I just want to document the evidence, document the encounters. Mm-hmm. And and what are, you said, Dave, up in your neck of the woods. What are they called? Uh, stick people, not or the stick people. They're called. Uh, yeah. We have little people up here, mm-hmm. and we have forest dwellers. Oh, forest dwellers. Mm. The forest dweller. I've seen one forest dweller, and it literally looked like a a stick. Like it was about eighteen inches tall, and it looked Ooh. like a stick. And it came walking right on the trail where I was with my son, and it walked probably. Um. It was about 30 feet ahead of us, came up an embankment from the lakeside. The lake was probably 40 feet, 50 feet below us. And it took about three or four steps onto the path that we were on. It stopped, looked at us, and then ran right back down the embankment. Dang. Uh, And the one thing I remember about it, because it was way too quick to grab a picture of. But the one thing that caught me off guard about it was that it was blurry. That's really interesting. That reminds me of um, that one encounter that was on Missing 411. The Haunted. Have you watched that? Yeah, I've seen The Haunted, yeah. That kind of reminds me of that. Was Hmm. there a no, it was Hirsch. It's this gal talking about her basically like that same encounter of it being blurry and yeah, I don't know. That's mm. that's interesting. 
Yeah, so the, that's why I think, like, when it comes to, to Sasquatch or it comes to a lot of these other type of creatures, when when people are griping and saying, okay, well, how come we never get a clear photo? Mm-hmm. I I really do believe that these creatures have the ability or are or are on an energetic level that makes them look blurry. And that's why when we take a photo of them, they're never very clear. Mm-hmm. That could make sense. Yeah. Do you think it's interference? <clears throat> I don't know if it's interference, but I don't know if they're fully in this timeline to be clear. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it could be. Yeah. Okay. It's I, it's kind of like the it's kind of like the theory of of Sasquatch. The majority of Sasquatch footprints. Number one, you usually only find one, maybe two prints, and the majority of those prints are right footed, not left footed. That's Ooh. an interesting thought. Yeah, and if you talk to a lot of whether the, they're flesh and blooders or whether they are people who are are you know on the woo side of Sasquatch, a lot of them will say and confirm that we only find right prints. And the theory is Sasquatch is walking in two dimensions at once. Ooh, I like that. Oh, I really do. Yeah, that's so. I, when we okay. when we found our prints last year, about thirty feet apart, we found two left prints, both going in the same direction, both sixteen inches. And the question was that I had in my head was, where were the right prints, and where were the left prints in between? Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's the weird part. And if we think about it on a dimensional level, if they are walking in and out of dimension, number one, they would could be blurry, hypothetically speaking. But number two, we're not going to get every print. That's why when you hear a Sasquatch investigator talking about, hey, we were lucky enough to find a, a row of 10 prints or 20 prints, that's why they're so rare. Mm-hmm. You just never see them. On that note, we have Paranormal Road Trippers host Merle with us, along with the ladies from Paranorthwest, Shayla and Cheyenne, talking monsters here on Coast of the Great White North. A great show tonight. We got them for another half an hour on Spaced Out Radio. We'll be right back. Merly go round. <clears throat> Merly go round. Dave, can you do your your ninja Sasquatch voice for Jalen Cheyenne? So they sound like. Yeah. I love that. Me too. Yes. <laughs> they sound like yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's too good. Or should we take it for the last half hour? This is, <laughs> Dave, this is the biggest woo episode I've ever done. 
Mm, Would this be woo? Is this considered woo? Yes. Okay. (laughs) That's good. Aliens and cryptids. I love it. Yeah. But man, the the stick people, they they terrify me, but I really want to experience it. Yeah. If you haven't Googled a picture, there's one specific picture Mm -hmm. that is absolutely terrifying. I'll, uh, I'll send it to you. Send it. Yeah. Send it. Yep. I'm uh, getting a bit concerned because uh, my phone's getting low on the battery. Well, why don't you plug Uh-oh. it in? I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. You know that would yeah. work, right? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all got your tree up? Oh, we, got we have three. Three. So ridiculous. <laughs> I swear. Oh. I love this one from LC. Merle Gasmic. That's a good one. Yeah. I can get on board with that one. Merle Gasmic. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, can we get a close up of Merle's photo on the wall? No. I can't move my camera. <clears throat> Which one? That one. When someone we love needs help, we show up for them. Today, over half of all abortions take place with pills. It's safe, effective, and FDA approved. People get them online, from a doctor, or through the community. Some politicians are making abortion a crime, but we fight back by keeping each other safe and informed until all abortions are in our hands. For more information and to learn about legal risks, visit abortiononourownterms.org. Paid for by the Abortion on Our Own Terms campaign. Walter Brown here. You can feel the excitement. Everybody is talking about Saturday night. Yep, Saturday night, the first home game of the season for your Mississippi Seawolves, and you need to show up for Red Out the Den. You can get your single game tickets now to Mississippi Seawolves games at the Coliseum box office or online at Ticketmaster.com. You gotta come out Saturday night, the very first home game for the Mississippi Seawolves. Don't miss out on your chance to be part of the excitement. The Sea Wolves at the Coliseum. Uh, that one? Yeah. I don't know how you're going to manage that one. Why didn't you turn on your low power mode? Well, how do you do that? I have a photo of that one specifically on my Instagram. There's a close up of it. Uh, I'm trying to find the. Picture that I always see with the stick. Oh, I think I might have found. Okay, this is kind of like how it is. Where'd period dot go? Oh, period dot. He's lurking about. I haven't seen him in a while. He's a kind of in the shadows type of guy. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Now we can actually see you guys. When uh oh, sorry. when the Halloween candy went on clearance, I bought you guys a giant box of Canadian chocolates. Yum. Oh yeah. I love that for us. I'm uh oops. Sorry. That's a nice table I'm pulling a Merle right now. 
I know. I was really sorry about that. There you go. Dave, what flavor? Blueberry. Cheyenne, what flavor are you rocking? Uh, mango. Okay. By the way, Merle, I did send that to you. That picture of the Stick Indians. Send it to, uh, you send it to Dave. Oh, dang. Here we go. There we it's go. It's weird. Can you imagine it? those little guys running at your feet? Where is There's... it? Show us on camera. Perfect. Oh. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. There they are. <clears throat> the Doug Shelby wants to know, Merle, do you still have that creepy doll? I do. She is in a tote underneath my desk because I don't feel comfortable displaying it. Let me know if you ever need it off your hands. I'll bring the tote next time I'm in your neck of the woods. Perfect. We got three in there. I'm kind of looking into some dolls. Yeah? Yeah, for my room. Oh. You want some haunted dolls? Little yeah. Marky Spender says, Merle, I'm going to whistle next time we take Merle out to the site. <laughs> you know, I'm a little jumpy with that now. Oh, by the way, Merle, we were there on Sunday. And okay. guess where we were getting energy from again? Like we were being where? watched. That. Oh, wow. Yeah. Here we go, everybody. We pass the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Thank you for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Reminder to all of you that if you've missed most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Merle from the Paranormal Road Trippers is back. Final segment of Ghosts of the Great White North for this month. And our good friends, Shayla and Cheyenne from Paranorth West in Spokane, Washington. And it's good to have you guys here. You know, I mean, we've talked a lot about some weird stuff that you guys have been seeing. I want to get back to the aliens here for a second, because Cheyenne, you are the one who is channeling them. You said you've channeled a number of the different species so far. Mm -hmm. How many now? Oh, God. I don't know. I've never necessarily counted. I know at least five. Like, I know at least five. In fact, just last week, one was hanging outside my house. Wow. I, that was a total act. Like, it, it, let me preface this, actually. Two weeks ago, I was going on a road trip across Washington, and I saw 
me and my friend that was in the car with me, she's kind of a non-believer, you know? I was driving, and I just saw this bright light, this pitch black outside in the sky, and she's like, oh my god, did you just see that? And I was like, okay, come on. You know what I mean? Like, you're not denying we both just saw that. We both experienced it. It couldn't have been a shooting star, and it wasn't no plane. Come on. I forgot to tell you about that. But, um, well, last week I went outside to grab something from my car, and I heard some rustling in the leaves next to my house. And I look over, and this man comes out of the bushes. He, I could see whatever he was wearing. It was like normal people clothes, but I couldn't see his face. And he had gloves on, and I, like, stopped. It was like a bone-chilling stop. And my stomach dropped, and he goes, hey. And then he waved at me. And right when he said, hey, I heard a frog ribbit. And I associate the frogs with the aliens because I often will hear them and see them doing the Gansfield. And I'll hear them after the Gansfield, too. And I haven't done the Gansfield in, well, since Mike was here. So, mm-hmm. can, yeah. you, can you make it clear for our audience who may not fully comprehend what the Gansfield experiment is? Yeah, so it's a sensory deprivation technique um, where you cut a ping pong um, ball in half, cover your eyes with it. You listen to um, white noise on full blast in your ears while staring into a red light, and it exposes you basically to the other side of whatever wants to come and talk. And how successful is that? 100% of the time, it's been successful for me. It has never failed. I've never had no communication. Um, it never failed. And it doesn't matter if your eyes are open or closed. You will hear auditory um, things and visuals. So it's said to be like similar to a hallucination. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone can do it. Anyone. So, so yeah. what what happens when you're in this thing? Is it much like? Uh, the the um, the oh what's Mike the Estes method? It's Estes method. It's similar, but it's a lot different. Okay, that tells me nothing, man. On radio, <laughs> so uh, fair enough. So when I say it's different, it's the same but different. It's you're 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 using a spirit box for the Estes method, and you are. Try and your and the spirits are using the spirit box to to throw out words to communicate, and you have a blindfold on, so you're in pitch black. Now with the Gansfield, it's just pure white and noise, and I haven't experienced it, but from what I've observed, it appears that she's going with the the just the white noise, mm-hmm. and something to do with a red light kind of trances you out while you're listening to the noise. Yep. Okay, that's, that's what I mean. Different but the same. It's it's, yeah. Okay, so the results that you get are they pretty intimidating? It was at first just because I didn't know necessarily what I was doing. I knew I was channeling something. I didn't know what I was doing until I got familiar. They started showing me the same. I guess I'm the same aliens. So, like, for example, I've seen this certain alien family. I know that there's a grandpa alien, a dad alien, there's a brother. 
there's a mom. Because they're relating it to how we see, like, let's say, older people or moms or babies. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And they talk to you, too, right? It's a little bit, yeah, more on the telepathy level, just because that's how the aliens do communicate. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, so what does their language sound like to you? Oh, no, I just hear it in my own thoughts, like in my own. So like English. It's like, yeah, English, yeah, yeah, English. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Shayla, have you done it before? I've attempted it one time, and it took um, a little bit of time to get into it, and I started hearing voices and i i had to stop it was like really intense it is really intense you have to be mentally prepared for that like okay i'm i'm probably going to experience things um you're gonna have like maybe an aftermath episode like for days um if i do it for a long period of time too many times or too many times i start to hallucinate after it's just an after like it's an after effect a symptom of your experience. So you should be pretty sound and grounded when you're doing this sort mm-hmm. of experience. Yeah. Experiment. Dave, I want you to try this one with the extraterrestrials. I, I, I would be more than willing to, to absolutely do that. I mean, look, we've had very close encounters and I would love to get these ladies uh, close with Samantha Mowat to see what mm-hmm. we could all generate together. Now, Samantha is a UFO and ET magnet. Like, mm-hmm. every time I go into a forest with Samantha, there is aliens. Oh, I like that. And we're not talking, <laughs> we're not talking imaginary. We're not talking about, oh, do you feel their energy? We're talking physical. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Wow. So Samantha is a is a a major conduit uh to the species of extraterrestrials that are out there. Hmm. Yeah. Want to meet her. Yeah. <laughs> How many different races have you experienced? Cuz I, I like they they say that there's many races of of extraterrestrials. Like, you've encountered at least five, but the weird thing is, is they've shown her more yeah. people. She just hasn't met them. That makes sense. Like, yeah, like sh- they'll tell her information mm-hmm. about other s- species. Oh, yeah. weird. Okay. Yeah. Cheyenne, How about you? Uh, sorry, Mike. Let me get this in here because Cheyenne, I've been kind of watching you on this subject all night, and I know it's mm-hmm. new to you, but. You're holding back. Are, does it? Does this topic bug you? Does, no, I love it, it. Okay, uh, okay. If anyone but, knows me, I, they know that I'm like, I'm that crazy lady that's like, I saw aliens and they were in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite things is watching her get right into the zone. She's saddled up and it's go time. Yeah. One thing I would love to do, um, like you and I, Dave, like, we all were able to get together, us at the same time doing a Gansfield. Mm-hmm. I want to know what the effects would be 
for the people that's not doing it. You know, that's, cool. that's another thing. There are effects that happen in the room. What are those oh, effects? Well, what they mess with the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, what else, Shayla? Because I, they mess yeah. with the lights definitely. We've had a lot of issues with, um, oddly electrical enough, in a way. Yeah. electrical. Walkie talkies that we mm-hmm. just happen to have around, we'll they'll just turn off. on and start going off. Um, the spirit box, they come through the spirit box. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah. it broke the spirit yeah. box. Actually, I do, we do have video of the sounds coming through spirit box. Oh, One cool. time, yeah, the, the aliens. And oddly enough, they sounded like the tones that we play during the CE5. Yep. Oh, wow. It's mm-hmm. bizarre. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's pretty. Uh, and the reason why I ask that is because when you're kind of new to this topic, like you are, I mean, there is some adjustment, there is some fear, there is some some skepticism, and and everything that kind of trolls along with it. And you just seem from other shows that you've been on where you've been very yappy about things. You you just seem. <coughs> I'll call you out on it, but you you seem very reserved and resistant a little bit about going Maybe in I'm depth. Just tired tonight. I think too. Again, it's one of those things that's rooted culturally. I think I'm There's just a little... tired tonight. I'm yeah. sorry, I've been yawning all night. But yeah. Merle, go ahead. I was gonna I was gonna say, Dave, have you experienced the other races? I have mostly dealt with grays. Same. Same. And I have not seen any manted beings. However, when I was doing when we were in the forest filming and I was doing the Estes method, I didn't hear a single voice. And while Merle was asking me the questions, I actually had this really bright white orb move up right into my on the left side of my eye to the point where my eye was squinting behind the blindfold. And at that exact same moment, they were filming a UFO above us of a oh. white orb. But where it got strange for me is... I all of a sudden started seeing in the blindfold, I started seeing alien gray heads and the eyes of reptilians. And I've never seen the eyes of reptilians before. And they were very bright colored, orange, yellow, green, that like that, like Mm -hmm. that, um, what do they call it? Like, like a snake, a really bright snake skin green. And it, it was actually quite, quite uh, impressive, but it intimidated me because I had never seen that before. And even though I'm in deprivation of eyesight, this was clear as day. Hmm. So now, the, are they the are they the bad guys, Dave? Like the more negative ones? I don't know. I mean. I don't know. I mean, you were in the forest that day. I didn't feel it. Didn't feel negative. 
That's interesting. Yeah, it's sometimes hard to differentiate. You know, I feel like it is for me. Sometimes it can be hard to differentiate. We've I agree. We've been told before that um, when you're in the presence of of them, mm-hmm. the feeling, no matter if they're good, good or, or bad, bad. Um, you feel negative effects because they're not from this earth. Yeah, the ions change, and it completely changes the whole field to ne- to negative, like a negative ion. Yeah, I that, that, that makes sense. Changes mm-hmm. the just, I guess, the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, our bodies probably, yeah, that makes absolute sense. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's just when you're around the species, I'm like, I've never seen <laughs> mantid beings. I've never seen uh, humanoids. I may, I mean, I may have, but I just have zero recollection of it. Mm-hmm. Does every different species have their own unique energy pattern, Cheyenne? That's a really good question. I feel like it's all pretty baseline for me. The feeling that I I experience, yeah, the feeling that I experience, I feel like it's that same baseline feeling. <clears throat> so I don't think and they how- all. Have- and, and and how does that differ for you from what you do in everyday life? It's almost like that, like I said, like a drop in your stomach or like, ooh, something, your, your, um, what do they call it? Your higher, uh, power. higher power is telling you this is not normal from what you're used to. Even if you feel like a spirit compared to an alien, it's not normal. Because there's the feeling of, here's a, basically a dead, like, not a dead body, but, you know, a soul compared to um, a a live being that's not from this planet. Uh, Yeah, like... I, I the energies are totally different between like I guess the par- the ghosts and 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 the alien stuff and I I think like I, when we got back from the CE five night I felt really well not uneasy but more a different energy feeling than I would if we were investigating a haunted location. You feel super aware after because you feel like you have to be aware and you're almost like guilty, guilty aware. This is mm. weird. Feeling. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> Cheyenne, are you, uh, or Shayla, I'll ask you this question. Are you starting mm-hmm. to believe as you investigate further? I mean, you started off as paranormal investigators, but now this high strangeness of 2023 that you've experienced, are you starting to believe then, like many people, the phenomena is all wrapped in one? There is no specific ghost hunting or UFO hunting or cryptid hunting, or searching for consciousness. It's just all tied together. What's your thoughts on that now? Yeah, we have always, We've always said that. that. We've always thought that from the beginning. That's why... Sorry, I didn't mean to just take over your... Yeah, go ahead. But, like, um, yeah, it's just all-inclusive. When we say paranormal, it's everything. We're just trying to figure out how it is connected. That's what's so intriguing to me. 
Like, how does this all work? Absolutely. That's the main thing. I mean, you know, but you take someone like Merle, okay? Merle loves his paranormal. He doesn't see the connections between the two. So how do you take somebody like Merle, you know, not not insulting him or anything on, on that, just using him as an example, but how do you take someone like Merle and convince him that the phenomena is intertwined with each other? Yeah. We've even had this conversation. Um, we try to not, um, like, pinhole ourselves with one specific topic. And I think that's why we try to hit so many different facets of the paranormal. Because there's so there's so much to it. It's not just ghosts. It's not just Bigfoots. It's not just aliens. Like, there's so much to it. And there's so many cultures globally that, you know, where do you even start? I agree. It's, so yeah. Much. Four minutes to go, Merle. What are, you, what are your thoughts? My thoughts, I, I, I agree with what Shayla's saying. That there's so many cultures. There's so many different things to explore and to experience in the paranormal realm. Um, for me, I'm really enjoying the folklore. I'm enjoying a lot of the lore, and I'm enjoying a lot of the cryptid stuff, especially the indigenous stuff. That's, that's super important to me, to, to learn about that and then investigate about it and talk about it. And I think, like, with the Paranorthwest and, the, and, like, the road trippers, I think that's where we vibe very well because we, 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 we really appreciate that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, especially, like, with you, Dave, or, or these two here, you guys have opened my eyes with with the alien stuff and do I see it all being connected? I need convincing. I'm just being straight with y'all, but, but um, do I think they all exist in their own little pocket? Absolutely. But I, I guess I don't see the bigger picture of the, the, the massive con- or the, the, the connection between them. And the, I guess maybe, maybe that's what we'll learn in 2024. Makes a lot of sense. Connection. <clears throat> Is it just your own want and need, Merle, to have the the topics separated or segregated? Probably because that's how my brain works. I I need like being honest. Um, every everything in my brain is separated, and and I deal with everything separate. It's probably because of I've been doing my same job for twenty one years, and that's how I operate at work. So I think I that has bled into my personal life and how I, because I look at investigating in my head as I do as investigating things at work. I can't differentiate it. You have a goal, you have a plan, you have an investigation, you have a solution. And I have a problem always finding that solution. And I think that's what I'm looking for. What kind of solution? We don't know, but that's what we're doing. Ladies, what's up next for you? You know, we're just trying to get this podcast back up yeah, and running. We really That's are. the main goal. Yeah. So it should be coming back soon. I mean, it is winter time, so maybe contacting the spirit of Santa. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. You know, you know something I, like that. You know he's Prampus. still alive, right? He's totally still alive. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at him, Dave Scott. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well played, Cheyenne. You waited to fire back at him. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> it was the beard. It's always the beard. We love it. It looks great on you. It does. I know it Dave, does. Give it a good tug. You haven't had a beard in a while like that. There we go. Give it a grope. Mm. There it is. That is thick. It's warm. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we can always put some beard oil on it, too, because Merle will never know what this what this is like. I'm man enough, bro. We don't need a beard. We got stubble. Yeah, you just keep on believing that, Big Nuts. We can continue on. You know, you just continue believing that. What is that, winter mint or or sage mystical? Uh, This is winter blend. Winter blend from the Mighty Moose Beard Oil Company. Oh, I feel good now. Beautiful. Look at that. Beautiful. Wow. Look at the sheen, people. Look at the sheen. St. <laughs> Nick over there. Yes. Yes. Paranorthwise, do me a favor. Tell everybody where they could find more information on your group. You can find us on Instagram at the Paranorthwest. Um, you can shoot us an email at the Paranorthwest team. Team. At gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook, Fair Northwest. My man Merle. We'll talk to you, you soon. Find. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. But you know, Dave, I'll talk to you soon. Okay? Yeah. You, I was going to say you can find your YouTube channel where? On YouTube. The Paranormal Road Trippers. That's why he's our main man Merle right, right there, people. Not a man of many words, but a man of many actions. Goes to the Great White North with Merle. And we say hello to Shayla and Cheyenne and goodnight to them. Steve Stockton is next to kick off hour number three. Then Courtney Marcassani talks of UFOs on the reports. (laughs) You're going to want to listen to Courtney in just a little bit. She is... The brains of the UFO operation. Yes. Nice. Yes. Anyways, guys. Merle, I'll call you tomorrow. Sounds great. That was a good show. Oh, it was solid. Right. Solid. We are done. We are Thank done. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having Ladies, us on. Ladies, love it when you're on. You guys have an open invite. Thank you. Yeah, we thank appreciate you. it. We, we want to pick your brain one of these days. Just just get my number from Merle and, and call. That's all you need okay. to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we're gonna try and get out into Nevada. Good, we really are. We want to see you there. We want to see All you right. there, and our guests would love, it, and our listeners would love that too. We'll talk yeah. soon, guys. Take care. All right, Perfect. thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Uh, Red hot Merle peppers. There he goes. I'll be right back, guys.
By the way, this shirt that I'm wearing, this is uh, from Ozzy Ange's gym in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So if Ozzy Ange, if you're watching, I got your shirt on. I do. Big thank you tonight to Louie Times 2, Toe Tag, and Jenny for the amazing super chats. Very much appreciate it. And, of course, guys, you're going to want to now start to sign up for Reno. We want to know how many people are coming. You, we're giving you lots of time, lots of opportunity. I know Christmas is around the corner. Okay? I know that. But you're going to want to join us in Reno, May 10th through 12th, at the third annual fan party. We do it all for you guys. We do it all for you. And one of you will walk away that weekend with this gorgeous beard. One of you will walk away with this gorgeous beard. Yeah. I'm going to grow it until Reno. How about that? By the way, book your hotel today as rooms are at their cheapest right now. Silver Legacy Casino and Resort. Here we go. you like to connect with us head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info now back to dave scott and sor third and final hour of spaced out radio is now underway thank you for joining us my name is dave scott very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call earth hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around north america Digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. You could join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Yate. Yate is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out Bubblefoot, read the newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. And you can join us on Patreon in the SOR Space Travelers Club. It is that time of the night where we say hello to Steve Stockton from the YouTube channel Among the Missing for another creepy story. Hello friends, welcome to Among the Missing YouTube channel on Spaced Out Radio. I'm Steve Stockton, and I'm about to take you on an unbelievable journey of people just like you. Their stories and encounters will haunt us on Among the Missing. Next up, we have George Penka went missing from Yosemite in 2011. On June 17, 2011, 30-year-old George Panker went on a hike with about 20 members of his church group on the Upper Yosemite Falls Trail. During the trip back, he separated from the group, and the other members assumed he had gone ahead. However, when he failed to return, he was reported missing. The weather conditions during the weekend were mild, with overnight temperatures above 40 degrees Fahrenheit. 
a team of approximately 105 search and rescue personnel from various parts of the state, along with search dogs and a dozen helicopters, conducted a full-scale search to find George. The search efforts were continuous and extensive, but unfortunately, they yielded no results. After searching for almost a week, no clues were found regarding George's whereabouts. The officials sadly announced they would reduce the search to a limited, continuous mode. Since his disappearance, his bank account has remained unused and no trace of his bag, clothes, or remains have been found. The authorities have not released any evidence of foul play. George remains missing, and if you have any information to share, you're asked to please contact the National Park Service tip line at 888-653-0009. Next up, Peter Jackson, who disappeared in 2016. On September 17, 2016, Peter Jackson, a 74-year-old avid hiker in exceptional physical health, sent a text message to his son stating he was on his way to Yosemite National Park. He set up camp at White Wolf Campground and paid for his reservation through September 21 when he planned to return home. Peter planned to spend several days camping at the White Wolf Campground and take some day hikes into the California wilderness. His scheduled departure from the campground was on September 21, 2016, but he never checked out. On September 26, Peter was reported missing. The last contact he had with anyone was on September 17 when he texted his son about his plans. His vehicle was located at the campground. A search was conducted to find Peter, but on October 2, 2016, the search was placed in continuous limited mode due to a lack of new clues and incoming inclement weather. Scott Gediman, a park spokesperson, said, Unfortunately, we have not been able to locate Mr. Jackson. We've had an active search effort with search dogs, airplanes, a lot of folks on the trail. We have not found him. In August 2019, Peter's backpack was found in the Ackerson Meadow, Aspen Valley area on the west side of Yosemite National Park. Unfortunately, Peter has never been found. Anyone with any information is asked to please contact the National Park Service tip line at 888-653-0009. And lastly, Joel Thomason, who went missing in 2021. Joel Thomason, a 31-year-old hiker and Army reservist, started a solo hiking trip on September 6, 2021. He planned to hike from Hetch Hetchy to Lake Eleanor for fishing and returned to Hetch Hetchy by September 9, 2021. However, it is possible that he decided to prolong his trip to Cherry Lake or explore the north or east areas of the Grand Canyon of the Tuolumne River. A park ranger saw him on the first day of his hike near a steep section of O'Shaughnessy Dam, which is believed to be the last known sighting of Joel. When Joel was two days overdue from his trip, he was declared missing by park officials. Search efforts included National Park Service officials, helicopters, kayaks, boats, and search dogs. Missing person flyers were also posted along highways 108 and 395. In October 2021, the search was reduced to a continuous, limited mode. Joel's father, Stephen, believed he may have gone off trail because of his military background and familiarity with the area. Joel's best friend had recently passed away, and when another friend passed away in a fishing accident, Joel also went backpacking to clear his head. Stephen Thomason said he was looking forward to going out to seek God and to talk to God. From his history of doing that when one of his friends passed away, it wasn't odd, it wasn't out of character, and it wasn't out of depression. Joel has never been found, and a memorial service was held for him on December 4, 2021. If you have any information regarding Joel's disappearance, 
please contact the National Park Service tip line at 888-653-0009. And we say thank you to Steve Stockton for an incredible report on Among the Missing on the YouTube channel, Among the Missing. You make sure you go hit subscribe and ring that bell to that channel. And you get dozens of stories just like that each and every night. And they're all free for you. From the missing to the mysterious, it is that time of the night where we say hello to Courtney Marcassani and the UFO Report. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. Good evening, Courtney. We'll get you to unmute your microphone, and that way you could join us, and we can hear that lovely voice of yours as we tune on in for another UFO report. I thought this week was going to be a little bit quiet, but it's sure not being that way at all, is it? No, no. It's just rapid fire with all the stuff that's coming out. I was just watching videos of Sean Kilpatrick, um, Sean Harris, um, they just did this recent talk. So I was trying to listen to as much as that as I could before I got on, but I didn't get through the whole thing. So yeah, it's breakneck speed. Right on. I mean, it, the news always seems to right now follow Sean Kirkpatrick as he gets close to his end of days as the head of Arrow. And of course, David Grush. Do we see a day soon? And maybe I'm being hypothetical here. Uh, that all of a sudden we're going to get new topics? Yes, there's going to be breaking topics really soon. I, I'm making that prediction just based off of an educated guess, looking at a lot of the um, intelligence sources that are coming out, saying that they have contacts inside the intelligence community, saying that 2024 is being ramped up really fast and it's out of, to some degree, the U.S. government's control because of what's going on in the Middle East. So I kind of said that a little bit on the last um, on the last interview in the news that we had. And then here we see in Weaponized that they shot down a UAP over Syria. But then when you read the report, they don't actually uh, say where it was located. And so there's a whole Five Eyes report that goes with that that says that it wasn't it wasn't located, so there's. you have to read, once again, really closely what's coming out. All right. Well, let's get to that story because, you know, this comes out from Weaponized, and there is a photo of this, this weird-looking craft, if we could call it that. And to describe it, it almost looks like it's in different pieces. You know, I mean, it was intercepted by the Royal Air Force of the United Kingdom and then reported to the Five Eyes in the Middle East. You know, the one thing that I don't like about this, okay, is once again the vagueness of where it happened, how it happened. We know it happened over Syria, but that's all we're getting, Courtney. Yeah, and I think that uh, the the interesting thing is that this is the first combatant shot down by the RAF, I think it was listed as 40 years. And, and so this is a huge deal. This is a huge international deal. 
Um, it's another country, an ally shooting down a UAP. You know, we've shot down the balloons recently. And so there, the other thing in the report that I thought was really interesting, um, analyzing the weaponized information, is that there is this huge uptick in the last six years of UAP sightings. That's another thing that people can take away from um, analyzing this information is there's more there's more UAP in these militarized areas. Mm. So that's concerning. Okay. It's really concerning. Uh, why are we seeing an uptick, in your opinion, over the last 30 years of UFOs, UAPs, whatever we want to call them, in battle zones, in war zones? Because I think the tech that's being used in the war zones, in the battle zones, um, Israel has Iron Dome. So that's one of the real progressive forms of, you know, anti-ballistic defenses. And plus, there is this new um, tech that Israel is looking at called the Iron Beam, which uses lasers. So anybody who's read... Tom DeLong's information that will smack at familiar stories that were fictionalized where lasers have been used to bring down these UAP craft. So I think that's one of the other reasons because they are using advanced weaponry like lasers that are influencing the UAP. Okay. So the idea that we are seeing this, how, what's the chances that a lot of this is actual American technology that is being hidden out at Area 51. Like, I remember remember (laughs) one source telling me, sent me a text message, and literally this was right after the conflict between Israel and Hamas. And he said to me, watch, within five days there is going to be a UFO report. And four days later, not five, four days later, there were UFO reports coming out of Israel. Well, have you seen the most recent U.S. tech, the B-21 Raider? Yes. have Have you looked at the images, the cockpit? From what I understand, the B-21 Raider is run by a computer. And so this tech, this next generation tech, the stuff that we're not even seeing and now looking at the B-20 Raider, you know, there's not a lot of, um, as I understand it from uh, military people, that it's changing the way flying is being done in the cockpit. It's changing the way pilots are being responsive. The computers are involved, probably a lot of AI. So yes, I think of a, lo- a lot of it is next gen tech. And so I think that's going to prompt responses. You see other governments in the um, the article that you and I were reading from the Liberation Times. It's talking specifically about Canada and the Canadian Minister uh, of Defense coming out and having a response. And so I think all these other countries are having to respond to the U.S. technology in these in these war and defense zones being prepared for what's to come. Well, I mean, the idea is, though, will the U.S. actually give up that that's their tech, you know, like the UFOs that were spotted over the hot spots of the battle between Ukraine and Russia earlier this year. Where where did I those they, come from? I think they're going to have to. I think they're going to have to to some degree. Obviously, they're not going to give up everything because that's what this whole UFO battle is all about, right, is the technology and who wants it 
and what we have and how far advanced it is. And there's so much secrecy. There's no way they're going to release everything. But I think in certain, I think in certain um, high threat areas where the technology is being used, they will have to tell the Five Eyes communities amounts of information about tech to prevent a full scale war, war happening. Well, you know what? I mean, we also have to look at, at it too. <coughs> Excuse me. The U.S. has been playing with stealth technology since the 1960s, late 50s. The SR-71 and the U-2 were the first two spy planes that had stealth technology on them. And then we end up learning in the 70s about the F-117 stealth fighter. That's when it was created. We learn about the B-2, the B-1 which came out with pseudo-stealth technology. And we learn all of this. And then the next gen of fighters, F-22, F-35, stealth fighters, both of them. And to combat that, both Russia and China come out in the last 10 years with their own stealth programs. Well, did you see recently in the U.S., um the I think it was an F thirty five that went down over the yes. uh, Carolinas, and they couldn't find it because it was just <laughs> stealth. And the pilot ejects, thank God. I mean, I don't mean to laugh because the pilot um, was you know safe, but they didn't find the plane, and I I didn't see the result of that. So I think these haphazard things and the tech um, going wrong because I don't think they have it all engineered perfectly and obviously we see this news report of a stealth fighter going down and they can't find it and you see the government uh, representatives coming out going how much money was spent on this and it's lost and so there's these these things that happen that show us what the tech capabilities are but then there's also issues around it so i think that's another reason why more information will come out because of these kind of incidents that everybody either sees or there's witnesses. And so the U.S. will have to report it. But you see that they didn't they didn't come out and they didn't go into detail about it. So it's going to be more of the same. It's going to be more of the same, like, yes, we have this type of stealth. Um, and then it'll just drop off and be nothing. And so the public will be left with, well, you know, how far does this go? How much were we involved in this? Were there, you know, casualties? Were there witnesses? I think that will go on. I mean, not in perpetuity, because eventually, if there is a war and things do escalate, um, more will come out. It'll have to come out what they use in well, the battlefield. Well, the other thing that I've learned is with Russia and China the last 10 years just coming out with their stealth programs, if we've been working on this or the Americans have been working on this for the last 60 years, where are they now? Stealth would be passe. They would be fully beyond. And as one person told me, do we really think the United States military is scared of China and Russia outside of the people because they have the people? But air-wise and technology-wise, the Americans are 60 years ahead. Think about that. Yeah, no. I think I don't think the U.S. is afraid of what they have, but I do think they are compromised when it comes to using 
um, using, you know, chips from China, using different types of tech that is, you know, being installed. I mean, you saw that report from, this is really concerning, from the company Huawei. They had an executive that was actually in Canada. I think she was in Toronto and she was extradited because she was involved with um, using different types of chips or different types of tech in the U.S. telecom industry. And so she got extradited because she was doing a bunch of illegal stuff and the U.S. was purchasing all this stuff from China that was eventually um, going to affect our telecom grid and cellular service and all of that could have been shut down by the Chinese. So there is a complex relationship between U.S. technology and how we're outsourcing, getting our equipment and using in our infrastructure in China, most definitely. Now, Russia, not so much, but the Russians and the Chinese are hacking us all the time. They hack colonial pipeline. I heard recently that somebody has hacked our uh, federal communication system. So there's a bug in our federal communication system where they went out and did the emergency broadcasting test recently. This was like a month ago. But before that, even radio stations were given the test and some of them didn't receive it. So somebody hacked our federal communication system because some radio stations didn't get the emergency broadcasting and they were going to send out a patch They were going to send out a patch to fix it. And then they did the EMS again uh, last month and some radio stations got it and some didn't. So that is highly concerning because on some level they are getting through, they are breaking through. So I think the U S is really concerned about those issues, the advancements in hacking into our systems and getting into our systems. Now I heard something very interesting along that lines. Now this wasn't Bob McGuire, but it was somebody who had a conversation with Bob McGuire talking about the, um, the intelligence, right? The UAP intelligence also having that same kind of effect with AI into our communication systems. So once again, you see, you know, defense related issues and defense matters, and also this overlay of the UAP issue. And the US government doesn't want people to know that. They don't want to know that people to know that we're weak in our defenses, especially not in our communications. Oh, very true. Very true. As we have a couple of minutes to go before we go to the break at the bottom of the hour, the UFO report with Courtney Marcassani. Back to UFOs that are being seen in war zones. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being high, 1 being low, do you think that we're not seeing UFOs, but man-made UAP in these areas where It's giving countries like the U.S. an insight on what is going on in the battlefields, not only with what American troops are doing, but what other people are using and and fighting for as well? I think it's high. I think it's high that the the U.S. tech is maybe being perceived as UAPs, but I think UAPs are also there. And it's because of what I mentioned earlier. I think the Israeli converting over their iron um, dome to iron beam as an anti-ballistic military defense system and that weaponry and that new weaponry is bringing UAPs. I think they're being concerned about that. And I think that they've showed up in other ways like that when nuclear, um, they've been baited, you know, by nuclear things being moved, assets being moved. And so I think it's a similar thing where this iron beam and use of it is causing alarm by the UAPs. But I definitely think the U.S. um, next gen tech is there too being misread as a UAP. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that's more so what we are seeing happen within 
the UFO world. I mean, just look at those helicopters that took out Osama bin Laden. They were destroyed right after. And those helicopters no longer exist. Okay, there were apparently as little as four of them and as many as six of them. Multi-millions of dollars thrown into the scrap shredder because the job was done. How many times does that happen? You know, these black triangles or these giant orbs that are seen over battlefields. Are they ours? Are they not? We really do not know. But we do know this, that after the break, Courtney will be with us for more of the UFO report, where we're going to get into, who who knows, probably some David Grush and Lieutenant Ryan Graves, who is on the Tamron Hall Show talking UFOs. Yeah, we'll get to that one next. I, I want to get some thoughts from Courtney on this. Spaced Out Radio continues with the UFO report right after this. Stay tuned. That's a good start. Geek out. Totally geeked out. Geek out. AZ Watts, how you doing? Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite topics, though. And um, I have to say, after this, I'm heading down to the airport in Philadelphia. It takes me three drives, uh, three hours to drive down there to fly out to San Francisco to the West Coast to go to the Soul Foundation Conference Symposium. Nice. It's a symposium. So, yeah. And Hopefully when, when I'll is be that able to do week? some nice reporting for you from the Soul Foundation Symposium. When is that symposium? It's Friday and Saturday. So I would be able to do a report for you on the West Coast at a normal hour <laughs> on Friday night. Um, so, yeah, that's exciting. There's going to be a lot of – I'm interested to see who's, who's there. There was only 200 slots, 200 people invited. Wow. Yeah, I would like to see that too. How did you get a ticket? It was uh, through an invitation that came through a friend because I had sent in an invitation and I, like many other people, hadn't heard anything. And then uh, the friend was like, oh, I'm so excited to see you out there. And I was like, eh. And then some strings were pulled. So, and I don't even know what strings were pulled. So I'm just very grateful. <laughs> Very grateful mm-hmm. that uh, my friends helped me out, and I'll be in the room, and I'll try not to be obnoxious so they don't kick me out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they're going to be like, watch that one, be- behave, make her behave. Yeah, I love the conferences. Trying to figure out who's a who's a spy and who's not. Oh, there might just be regular old intelligence community people there that are just out, that are just part of, you know, yep. part of the IC, and that's that's what they do. I don't know. I will be watching, you know, looking and seeing what's what. I'm really interested in their question about commercialization of, um, you know, this whole issue and how to raise money, how to do pilot projects, because I have a couple pilot projects in mind, so... I'd like to see who's doing funding and how they're talking about getting funding for certain things. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting to find out. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, you know, I've tried to get money before, mainly from Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> I've thrown my hat in the ring trying to get money. But um, 
you know, I was unsuccessful in both my tries of getting money. So it's okay. It's it's good to keep your keep your edge and stay in the game and see what's coming next. Because you know he's he's now moving into uh, the afterlife. Have you seen that? He did yeah. an interview about he's out of UAP topics pretty much. I think he feels like he got his answers, and now he's in the afterlife, and he's going to start a school with psychics and mediums in Nevada using the old. I don't know if it's using the old Bass building, if they're going to buy another building, but they're going to start a school. I love it. I do. I think it's interesting, don't you, that he's going in that direction? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's so many rumors about why. You know, about why he keeps doing it. And the rumor I keep hearing, I'm not sure if you've heard it or not, but the the rumor that I keep hearing is that uh, he was so Bigelow was so devastated over his son leaving this planet that he's trying to figure out ways to recommunicate 100% with his son or to help try and bring it, find out where his son is so he can go there. Well, I think that that's definitely part of it. And um, because of the loss and the grief, it, does make a lot of sense. Anybody who's lost anybody can know that you feel that longing to reconnect. And I do think that he probably had through those um, years of grief and loss, probably some accurate, some accurate information come through because he was friends with Leslie Keen and she wrote a book about psychics and the phenomenon. And then it goes back. One of the pickups that I had, this isn't about Bob Bigelow, but it was about Whitley Stryber's book that he wrote um, and this was after Diana Pasolka wrote uh, American Cosmic. He came out and talked about similar themes, but he went into the um, afterlife. Whitley did because they right. received all these letters, him and his wife, Anne, from people who had UFO sightings and UFO experiences and contact experiences in the afterlife was part of it. And Ian picked up on that and said, I'm not sure what's going on, but a lot of these people are talking about sightings of departed loved ones during their other experiences, their UFO contact experiences. So there's a connection there. And I think Bob Bigelow probably made the same connection in his own work and his research. All right. I'm going to get you to hold on there and say thank you to Louie times three toe tag and Jenny for the super chats tonight. Thank you to everyone who's new here and hit that thumbs up and hit subscribe. Here we go. Here we go with the final half hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Thank you so much for tuning us on in. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Reminder to all of you that if you missed most of this show or others, our archives are always free for you at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. You can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and every major podcast network that is out there. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram, Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join the Space Travelers Club on Patreon. We continue with the UFO report. Courtney Marcassani is here. And 
Once again, Ryan Graves, the former fighter pilot, is back in the news. This time, he was on the popular Tamron Hall show, apparently breaking his silence about his UFO sightings by testifying at the congressional UFO hearings. And he had a lot to say about this. Ryan Graves is popping up everywhere regarding this topic, Courtney. Is he doing it because of the subject that he's a he's a an eyewitness, he's a former fighter pilot, he's a handsome man, okay? <clears throat> handsome man. You know, um <laughs> and the reason why I ask that, I have a lot I and this is nothing personal against Ryan Graves. Okay? But I have a lot of issues with his movement of dis- in the disclosure for dollars process. Okay, with his fear-mongering company that he has about U- UAPs being threats and trying to put this all together. I-, I don't know if this is somebody I like being the face of the UFO franchise. Although everything I've heard about the man, you meet him, you love him forever. He is a good guy. What's your thoughts overall? Well, he is a handsome man. Let's just face it. You know, he is, um, he's very bright. He has a nice personality. I have met him personally. I met him in New York um, in the spring. I mean, it feels like a year ago, but it was in the spring at the Inquirer Anomalous um, Conference in New York City. And he was there as a speaker um, it's interesting because he's military minded, right? And so his context of his sightings and his experiences was through a military. Um, it was what a training run, right? Didn't they have yes. a sighting off of the East coast on a military training run and they showed up. And so I think his mind was opened. I think he did have an experience, but I think it is in the context of the military and really that whole military um, belief system is like a tribal, it's very much a tribal group think system with the military. You know, you can't depart out of that much, even though if you have your own feelings about something, and even if you were changed and had a life-changing experience, you really can't step much out of the military line. So I think some part of that is his training and the fact that he's limited because he's a military person and a pilot. But I also think that with him trying to elevate um, UAPs, it's in the safety. It's in the safety silo. And so you're not going to see much about after effects or other things. You're mostly going to see nuts and bolts. And so he's just sticking to that play, to that playbook. And I think that's his thing. So I don't think that he's somebody that I didn't know about the dollars and making money. I mean, obviously, he was at Inquired Anomalous. I don't know if he got paid or not. You have more of an inside track with some of that, of what people well, are getting what, paid. What, what I have heard, okay, and, and by the way, I am going to confirm something here. The other night, I made a mistake saying that I had heard that David Grush was charging three to $5,000. I know an insider close to Grush, who I asked that question to yesterday to get confirmation, and yeah. and he stated that no, David Grush is not taking money on the side to do interviews. So 
I'm want, glad. I'm, I'm gonna, glad you asked, and I'm glad that you followed up and fact checked that because that yeah. just sounded alarming, and it also is a conflict. It's a direct conflict with the way that he has presented material. So that was something that was concerning to me when you said it. And I wanted to follow up on it, too. I'm glad that you did because, you know, he was a government employee and, you know, got paid. And, you know, as a whistleblower, you know, he is showing his story and what he encountered in the programs really is doing it for the public interest to get the information out there. So if you see that, and then all of a sudden you see all this acceptance of money for talking and speaking events, it just goes in direct contradiction with what he's, uh, what his values. Yeah. But with Ryan, but with Ryan Graves, number one, he never witnessed anything with his eyes. The radar witnessed it. Number two, he has started a company that is hoping to get government contracts to, to, uh, take the UAP threat narrative seriously, and he's you know that's his fight. His fight. They are taking it seriously. <laughs> I mean, I no, mean, I, that goes I understand that. <laughs> but, but let's. But rem- he's, he's that's his caveat. Yes, but let's but that. but let's also remember, Courtney. Okay, the more the one thing we know about the United States military and their contractors is the more the threat level is pushed, the more zeros come on the end of those budgets that are handed out and those dollars that are handed out. And I can see, and I'm not saying Ryan Graves is doing it for the money, okay? But I could see him being part of the disclosure for dollars movement because you don't start up a company not wanting to make money. I have to tread really carefully because I know some stuff about Ryan Graves and I know some of the behind the scenes stuff that have happened recently, which is it's tenuous. It's a tenuous situation. But, you know, he was involved with a IAA and that whole organization. And there were so many volunteers involved with it. Right. And really doing excellent work about commercial pilot reporting, about safety, about safe aerospace. And so that organization was already established and he was involved in it. And then um, that there was an implosion that happened. And I can't go into any more detail, but just to say that he wants to put all of his eggs more in the safe aerospace basket. And um, I know, and I said, I mentioned this, that he asked for Jay Stratton to come in and help him out because of what's going on. So I think that he's, um, I think right now he's in a period of transition, trying to work that out and make safe aerospace more solid and concrete organization. And probably Mm -hmm. as a funding, I wasn't thinking about that, but probably as a funding mechanism. So that wouldn't make sense. You know, the the thing for me is, you know, and I and I've talked to Lou Elizondo about this, and I and and one thing I talked to Lou about, I said in the downfall of the To the Stars Academy, Elizondo stated to me one of the biggest. This is in a private conversation, not but nothing I can't share. He said one of the biggest mistakes the To the Stars Academy made was that they ignored the power of the UFO community. They were they were going to show us how it got done. They were going to teach us. So the forty years of of Richard Dolan, the fifty years of Stanton Friedman, the fifty years of Grant Cameron and Linda Moulton Howe, and all the old timers that have been around forever doing this, they were going to make sure that ufology got shut up because yeah, they that, put down. that they knew how to do it right and. 
to this day, Elizondo will state, if you talk to him, one of the biggest regrets they had was that they pushed the UFO community away. Their own open source of support they shoved away because they knew better. And I kind of see Ryan Graves going down that same road because he's not associating with people within the UFO community. Even after people in the UFO community warned him about the Mexico thing with Jaime Mosan and the bodies. And he didn't listen. And he had to retract his statement about going because he knew he that that, that conference with the, with the Peruvian dolls made him look like a fool. Oh, well, that would just be the utter humiliation and embarrassment. You know, if what you're saying is true is that he wants to be at that next level rise up to professionalism and credibility and accountability. All right, Courtney is uh, frozen up at this time due to Starlink. This usually takes about 30 seconds. Well, you know, I... There she is. I was just thinking to myself, you know, hey, we're rocking. And then it it fizzles out on me. But what I was saying is that's a huge controversy for him. It's the things that he would want to stay away from. And so I think that that's why Jay Stratton was offered to come in and step in and why he chose to help out is for that reason, to, to maintain Ryan's cre- credibility, to take that organization to the next level, obviously with support, professional support. So now we'll get to see the way they really want to move. And I think that's what was an interesting pickup that I had when I was leave- listening to this Hayden Center um, interview with Sean Harris and Sean Kilpatrick. You know, Sean Kilpatrick basically said that he has started up, basically like done a government startup, on over 10 different organizations. And so I didn't know that about him. And so I think it is hard to have a startup. And there are certain people who have kind of that turnkey mentality to start something up and plug into defense and other Beltway contractors or other Beltway organizations that have money. So we'll be able to see that. We'll be able to clearly see that through the next, you know, five years watching ASA if they maintain their organization, if they can even keep it alive. We'll see. Right. I'm not like, and, and trust me when I say this, I'm not trying to say Ryan Graves is a bad guy. Okay. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I just wish people like Ryan would, and I'm going to point him out here for a second, would stop looking at ufology and the people involved with it as secondary people to the topic at hand. And a lot of government people and a lot of government scientists have that attitude that people within this community are idiots, okay, um, and are people who are are not wanting to, uh, they don't want to associate with because of the tinfoil and the lack of science and too much woo, okay, and I and I see Ryan kind of falling into that category because he doesn't do a lot of radio shows or podcasts regarding this. He doesn't take a lot of emails and doesn't respond to a lot of people regarding media requests. And I know we've tried. We're, I was just going to ask, have pretty, you outreached have you outreached to him and Yeah. A couple of times. And he said no. Just or he was just unavailable. Just hasn't responded. Okay, gotcha. 
Right. All right. Well, I think that um, one of the things that's really interesting about him is that he did do Inquire Anomalous. And Inquire Anomalous accepts all topics and they, they bring in the woo. And you can't deny the woo. It's part of the data set for UAP stuff, because when you have encounters and you talk to the people who testify and have been witnesses, it's usually part of it. And so it's interesting because a lot of the sciences, sciences and the scientists in that community acknowledge it. High level people, credible people. And so I think that he has dabbled, obviously, because he was in New York with Leslie Keen, and she's a big proponent of that. She at least talks about the subject matter seriously in a serious light. And so he was also there with, you know, J. Christopher King and James. And so he is he is surrounded by, at least in that context, he was surrounded by people who um, have that as part of their topics and their subject matters. So I don't know if he's completely... Um, abhorrent, like he thinks it's an abhorrent topic. I don't know that, but he was there. Now, one of the people that I really felt was doing a disservice to the UFO community um, was Kurt Jaimungle. I was, I was offended as somebody who went to New York to um, have a whole diverse range of topics. And he just spun his wheels when he was asked about experiencer um, topics and what experiences they are having. He just wouldn't go there. And so I felt that was a major step back by somebody who's been very public facing about this issue because he wouldn't even comment on it. And they kind of, he, like I said, he spun his wheels for a while. So it was a time waster. Now I haven't seen Ryan do that, but maybe it's because he doesn't accept those questions at all. But I want to go back to your earlier point. How did TTSA expect to get funded when it was actually that UFO community that would be a large piece of their support? Exactly. They were the ones that were going to spend money. We're the ones that are going to spend money on a TTSA like foundation or organization to look into the tech because we're the people that are interested in the topic. It was an, over- and- it was an oversight in their meetings and – Somebody, as I said in my in my report that I wrote on 14 reasons why I believe I never supported the TTSA. Somebody liked to play rock star a little too much. Okay. And when rock star attitude came out, people, because you're so used to being at a high level. Okay. Going below you is very tough. Okay. And that's the way the TTSA started was like a rock band. With the with the stage and the chairs and the step up to the microphone. I mean, it was like, oh, and, you know, serious. And, Take this seriously, which so many people we, did. We were the first yeah. one we were the first ones to report that in that press conference there was no press there. It was a pressless press conference, and we were the first ones to report that publicly. And as a media member, I found that to be my first red flag of the two the Stars Academy. Well, it was right; it was closed, but it, it had the appearance of being yes. a press junket or a press, Huge. you know, a press conference, Huge. and so. 
the I don't know if that was an illusion that was intended to make that level of integrity and seriousness be jumped up for people to have that illusion, mm-hmm. or if it just wasn't considered. I'm sure it was because you're talking about like you said, a major rock star who's doing a lot of the media because that's what he's about, right? That's why they published the books with AJ Hartley and all that to do media and entertainment. And that was his thing. And then they came out with the show and the History Channel. And so media was obviously a huge part of what they wanted to do. They just didn't want to have the media there. They wanted to control that aspect of it. So that is very interesting. Four minutes to go here before we go to call it the night. And, Courtney, if you want, you can stick around for a little after hours on our YouTube channel. Uh, But I'll leave that to you. David Grush was supposed to go into a skiff this weekend. I have had it confirmed that that skiff has been canceled. The date I'm hearing is December 7th. But that it had nothing to do with David Grush. It had everything to do with another piece of legislation that was not voted on. And that's why the delay had to happen. Your thoughts? That's American politics. I mean, you know, they they approved the, you know, this amendment for him to be able to get into the skiff. And now he cannot. No, he cannot because another amendment hasn't been voted on. So apparently they are delaying his latest one until December 7th. You were saying, Courtney. I was just saying there were some issues around money and him traveling, and that's what I had heard. And not from his uh, community, but just in the regular community. He couldn't go and get to the skiff because it was about money. And so um, that's a part of it, to get money. But the second part of it is to release the um, security access. And so it was two parts. And so I think that the other part of it was he was probably preparing for San Francisco. I mean, he's going to be there this weekend. So like you said, it wasn't maybe because of him. It's because of U.S. politics, which is insane right now. U.S. politics is insane right now. I mean, it is. It's at a level where nothing's getting done. We can't even pass a, you know, an appropriations package. And in get a speaker of the house because we're so divided right now. So I'm not surprised. Well, I'm not surprised either, you know, on a number of reasons. But there's a lot of tinfoilers out there who are believing that we knew this was going to get canceled. We knew it wasn't ready. We knew, we knew, we knew. And I think it's more hopeful than wish and wishful thinking than anything else. But yeah, Why I'm do feeling we... really down about it, too. I'm really feeling like he's not going to get in the skiff at this point. Other people were feeling really positive about it. I think I said that on our first show. A lot of people have been feeling positive about it, that they raised this and got support, you know, in the Congress. And I was just like, mm. I didn't feel as positive about it as other people did in the community. No, me. And I don't want to be a downer, but it's been a major blockade. When you hear the Department of Defense come out and say no more hearings, they're going to do everything possible that they can to prevent him from getting in a skiff. Why do they not want him in a skiff? Because he had access to some of the programs. I mean, there's there's inklings of... Gee, Starlink is not liking her tonight. 
not liking her whatsoever. Damn it. I don't there, know why there that's you go. happening. We, we got you, dear. 30 seconds. Because he he put the information out there on how to how to track things, just the first couple of steps. And if he gets in the skiff, he's going to break that open wider and give actual access to things that they can get more, more, and more, and more. They don't want that. Another great one from you, Courtney, tonight. Another great one. And I want to say a big thank you for coming on Spaced Out Radio and safe travels all the way to California into San Francisco, which is a beautiful airport. Even if you're yeah, thank bored you. as- thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on SOR. I think there's a lot of incredible things breaking right now for the news program. Well, we're gonna keep pushing because that's what we do around here is push, 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 push. Because we have to, we have to yes. make sure that uh, we're keeping the news accountable for our spaced out radio listeners who actually care about the UFO topic. Exactly. So I care. I care. I care, too. <laughs> Courtney, thank you for your time. And like I said, we're going to do a little bit of After Hours on our YouTube channel, so if you want to stick around, you're more than welcome. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAM, Facebook, Spreaker, LinkedIn, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag Spaced Out Radio. Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio. That's Awar Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, we're watching. We own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night.